You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Who are the electors? They're the ones who elect. The ones that you vote for. Who will vote in your stead? You signal your choice. You give them your trust. But it's up to them and not up to us. We're only the voters. They are the electors. In Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution. Welcome. To Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick, once I'm again, Bob. for the last time, Bob, from yeah. Alaska. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yo, I'm Tom. <laughs> Tom's here. Thank <laughs> you. Tom, You're not interested in my Alaska Tom. shit today. Okay, sorry. No, man, the, the Alaska thing's, it's, it's fucking rote at this point. It's not uh, really. bad. Sorry, no, guys. You leave, same you fucking leave, well. You leave Albany at the most interesting time in Albany in decades. Oh, I get what this the is. The Nexium scandal is going crazy. I get what this is. This is you're not mad at Alaska. You're just caping for Albany. Why would you not? Is this about the vow? Yeah, man, it's so good. Yeah, you know, I've heard mixed. I, I I've heard mixed reviews about the whole thing because they're like, yo, this could have been like a two-hour movie. Didn't need to be. Sure, the Lifetime two-hour movie's coming yeah. out, so people could can dive into it. Pack it a bit um, in it. I've. Uh, no, Pat really could have been in it. Uh, I think he, he missed his shot. Um, though in 2008 or nine, you and Keith Raniere might have had similar haircuts, PK. No doubt. <laughs> I, think, um, I, think we went to, I think we went to the same uh, coffee shop too, actually. I'm sure you did. That's cool. Why not? Um, do you think you missed your shot by not being one of the um, SOP members? Shield of protectors. Uh, so I haven't. The I men's haven't only been, group. I haven't been keeping up with this, as I've said on a. You I've haven't listened to the Times <laughs> Union podcast about it. No, so They're pretty incredible. So everybody that, that doesn't know, I don't know if we've discussed this on this podcast or not. We haven't. We have or have not. We have not. Okay, so there's a show going on called The Vow. It's about Nick. How you say it? Nexium? Nexium. N-X-I-V-M. Right. So it's kind of annoying spelling, something a hardcore yeah. band would do. And In 2008 uh, style. And it is uh, uh, like, a, a, like a self-improvement sort of, you know, actuate your life, uh, actualize yourself sort of uh, light um, Scientology sort of vibes without the aliens. Yeah, like mid-level marketing Ponzi scheme type shit. Yeah, just like and that a lot of people – Apparently, find very helpful in life. It's like a hatebreed record. It's a hatebreed. It's a hatebreed cult. Is what I'm trying to tell everybody. And then, inevitably, like pretty much every cult I've ever heard of, it becomes like a weird sex cult. And uh, I, the reason that this is coming up is, is, in a larger way is because I know some of the principal people involved because I'm I'm from Albany and they had the weirdest thing in the world that they tried to make Albany the new Rome and. <laughs> Uh, it didn't pan. Uh, Weird. So, so uh, and if you were trying to make Albany the new Rome, of course you would associate with Patrick. Well, so one of the young women featured in the documentary is a friend of mine. Well, I actually, I, she is in the documentary or isn't Bob. I don't know. Uh, a little, little. Yeah, she's uh, in. Okay. But 
So, so uh, she was not heavily... featured prominently. Okay, so she was involved, and uh, she would hang out with all of us, and on occasion, not try to rope us, but you know, try to rope us in the way that cult sort of people do uh, into attending these things. But it kind of was those things cost money, soft and rubbing. None of us, yeah, yeah, soft rubbing because it was like it would be like, oh, come to this two hundred dollars seminar, and we'd all be like, lol. You know, so, uh, but you know, she, I, she, I don't know if the documentary accuses her of anything major, but the, at one time it looked like she might be accused of something pretty heinous or serious, serious, serious in in, in the, in the eyes. So far has not. Yeah. So far has not. And, uh, but she, uh, is incredibly sweet girl with a, uh, complicated, uh, personal history that. Uh, none of anybody's business, but is the type of thing that uh, cults uh, potentially prey upon. Uh, and uh, I'm keeping her in my thoughts. Uh, because you mentioned her to me, I just texted her. Uh, we'll see if she gets back to me. I won't make it a oh, matter wonderful. of. I won't make it a matter of report for this podcast. But for the we'll podcast, but you me. let me know because uh, I also hope that that person is doing okay. Yeah, straight Seems up, like a I rough hope, time. I hope everybody's doing okay. I'm sick. I'm sick of everybody out here's negativity. You fuck, fuck y'all. Be positive or fucking pay the price. Speaking of paying the price, let's talk sponsors. Um, yo, big shout out to Deathwish Inc. Closed casket activities to live a lie. And today's spotlight, small wonder. Run for cover records, <laughs> guys. We're gonna go to runforcoverrecords.com, and you know what we're doing today. We're going shopping. Dudes, we're shopping. We're going to fill an online basket and purchase goods from this online retailer. That's right. Did you take Small Wonder? Yes, I did. Like the TV show? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. Remember the rumor was the little brother was Billy Corgan? It was, right? I believe so. And she was an actual robot. Why? (laughs) Let's just, you know, from now on, every rumor is true. Uh, I mean, that's what that's, that that's what hardcore Twitter operates off anyway. Fuck it. But like, let's go for the fun version where it's all just like, oh, that's cool. Fun. All right. Neat. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, that's how no, I am. No with, negativity. That's how I am with people's religious beliefs. I go, I go, oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, hope so. Right. Paul from the Wonder Years ended up becoming Marilyn Manson. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Believe it. For sure. Um, the, the, I forget the kid, the show he was in, but he ended up becoming, um, uh, uh, Fuck, what's I forget it. The woman that worked for Rob Deerdeck, that was his uh, receptionist, became a rapper. Oh, Chanel okay. West Coast. Ah, Chanel all right, okay. Um, um, and there was that one, and then there was a big rumor that Dustin Diamond became Mike Diamond, Michael Diamond from the Beastie Boys. Oh, if that so, was true, that would be cool. I don't think he did, but he did do porn. He did, yeah, and uh, celebrity boxing. Yo, nice life. Everything's good. And, and and stabbed somebody in like a Fremont bar. Check, check, check. We're all good. Um, so <laughs> it, at runforcoverrecords.com, if Dustin Diamond was here, you know what artist's zone he would go to first? If he's stabbing someone in uh, Westmont, he's going to self-defense family. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna buy the I'm gonna buy the Australia shirt in black, size XL. It's the best shirt you guys have made in a long time. Uh, we've talked about that, right? 
Yeah, the the fellow from Total Control did the design for you. That's right. Really cool. James. Design. Yes. Uh, who also did the art for the latest Fury LP. That's right. Good artist. Great artist. So got that. Uh, who's going next? Uh, I will go. I will go because there's been a thing that when we do this, uh, when we do these purchases, I, this album art jumps out at me and maybe one of you guys suggested this at some point, though I don't think it's in either of your lanes. It just, it looks, it reminds me of the drain drain album art for California curse mm-hmm. and it jumps out. And I know that a lot of our listeners know this artist and I'm too old to pretend that I have any shame not knowing something. I don't know this guy. I know everybody else does. I don't know him. This is Jeff Rosenstock with the no dream LP. I thought the same thing that it looked like it looked exactly like the drain record. It does. And I would buy, I would buy this just because the art grabs me every single time. So I would actually, this is the sort of thing where if this was the year 2000, sure if this was in 2002 and I, and I was going to, into generation records every day, buying things based on Almart, just because I have cash in my pocket, yep. I would buy this with no knowledge of it simply because I like the Almart. So, uh, this, I'm going to exercise that today. This is the Jeff Rosenstock record, No Dream. This is part of Run for Covers uh, distro uh, that they do, which is uh, pretty extensive. Very so, extensive. Very so cool. you did so the kid my, thing, like when you go into a record store and you see a cover that you like. Oh, it's the move. It's the move. Uh, listen, but Bob will tell you from having uh, worked at Rev, et cetera, still a market. You know what I mean? It's still sure. a market for, for cool album art. Cool album art matters. And also, if you... If you don't, if you've never done that, I mean, yo, the, one of the craziest stories I can tell is that when I, 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 uh, I'm doing it now again, actually, but I taught a class at NYU a couple years back and, uh, now it's all remote, but in person, uh, we had a guest speaker and the guest speaker was bringing something up and asked someone, yo, the person was like, oh, I never go into stores without reading a review online. And they were like, you never, you never go into a store, a restaurant without reading a review first. And she's like, never. And he's like, well, you, do you not buy something not knowing what it is? And she's like, never. Yeah, never. there's people that there's people that live that way. And the uh, the guest speaker was baffled, and it's something that we've we've talked about since because it was such a shocking moment to, to realize there's people who are who dare not to dream in this or that world. measured and not Yo, enjoying fuck. life. So, anyways, yeah. try Jeff new Rose, things, yeah. people. Pat, you may like Jeff Rosenstock. I'll find um, out. Low key incredibly popular i know like those like three nights at like warsaw in brooklyn in pop like li- that uh, tom that's literally all i know about <laughs> he was in he was in a like band him. called asob um, okay arrogant sons of bitches from Long Island. oh sure right yes and then he was in that band bomb the music industry but also very popular for a long time their last shows were literally three nights at warsaw which is three thousand tickets mm. I mean, you know, a thousand tickets a night, but yeah, they sold three thousand tickets for their last show. Um, and Jeff's very popular, and he's a he's a corpsman from Long Island, so good call. Shout out, Tom. <laughs> round us off. I would like to purchase the Narrowhead Twelfth House Rock LP. Ooh, good selection. Um, let me see what kind of what kind of uh, colorways they got here. Hold on. I would like. Hmm. 
Oh, I'm going to go clear. That's what they have. Double LP out of a thousand. Nice. I'll take that bad boy. You got it. All right, guys. Let me get a bundle. Let me get. You know what? We because you know we got some money left over. I would like we to do. go bundle. I would Here like the hand drawn logo shirt along with it. Nice. All right. Thank you very much. Put it in. All right. All right. You got the bundle. Got the Jeff Rosenstock LP, and I got a self-defense family shirt. Hmm, who loses on this deal? Um, <laughs> Tom, I'm going to enter a promo code. What is that promo code? That would be Axe to Grind. Patrick, what do you got to do with it? You got to spell it out. Boom, boom. All right. I'm going to complete this order. Uh, everybody, thank you. Please support our sponsors. They're the best. Wonderful. What's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, hey. Hey, can I get on this right here? Oh, right now. All right. Um, Yo, you know what we're going to do? It's not a game, but it's kind of a game. We asked Twitter. This is a revisit. We did a little bit of this two weeks ago. But uh, we we get a lot of f- feedback when we do this kind of thing. And we asked, hey, what are some bands that we could talk about more, that we don't talk about enough? You know, like, what are some things you think we don't cover enough because we spent a lot of hours talking about hardcore, but there's a lot of hardcore out there. So we asked, we got a lot, a a lot of responses that said straight ahead, said it. Well, we're for the people. Mm. We stand for them. So uh, we're going to go through and do every band who was asked of us. However, given it a 90 second shot clock that isn't to say we're going to do 90 seconds for every band because there's going to be a lot of bands we don't have 90 seconds on that said we're going to give you the the honest try here so um everybody let's uh you guys game if you don't have anything let's say what should we say because we don't want to be dismissive i'll make i'll make stuff up you can make stuff up, Tom. We, we can just be a little bit more polite than Patrick. Does that sure. sound good? All right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'll be the timekeeper. We're going to start the band Agitator. Okay. Let's start with what we know. Philadelphia Straight Edge. <laughs> Philadelphia Straight Edge. I think we're done here. Uh, made a local impact. Guys are still around, still involved. Uh, yeah, they, they did quite out. well down in Philly. I think they all still help out with shows. Uh, a couple members are involved in Payback. I think that Payback might have better energy around them. But uh, I know some kids from there who loved Agitator. Well, okay. Now now you got me started uh, got with the you. energy thing. Um, you know, there should always be a dickhead straight edge band. Always. So whether that's let down, whether that's, I hate you back in the day, whether that's earth crisis for some people, Oh, you know what? Uh, an, an agitator kept that energy from Philly with the let that's down. What I'm saying. I hate like, you. Yep. Yeah. Th- th- there should always be one of those bands. And, and like, yo, I was thinking about this recently be some of, there needs to be a, a heavy, there needs to be a dickhead band. So if that's what agitator was in their day, it's pretty cool. Cool. All right. Next band. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, do you got anything? We, we, uh, I mean, we played together in Kearney, New Jersey. That's all I got. Nice. They all were right. cool. They were good. A band we've talked about before, but people want to hear more, and we'll give more at some point, Cold World, Wilkes-Barre. See, 
in my view, we've talked about them to death. This is crazy that we people need more, huh? Okay. Um, look, uh, really responsible for, uh, not responsible for a generation, but like if, if, if the fun, if the fun energy of locking out got kids into hardcore cold world showed those kids that you could do it well. Um, And wow. They stuck around, stuck around. Um, they could have had a very different life because they broke up in 2005. Uh, but decided to get the band back together and do the damn thing. I think it's really interesting because there was a time where Cold World was just a shirt band. Oh, yes. Uh, to a lot of people. But I think at this point, they've really outgrown that. Uh, I would cite them as being largely responsible for the biohazard renaissance. Oh, yeah. No question. Big influence on a lot of bands who came before them. Anything else? I mean, I think That's that early it. stuff were like legit like classic hardcore songs now yeah you know what i mean like i feel like those like that first no omega or ice grill yeah yeah. i think those songs are like of like the 2000s that's some of the more um kind of legendary you know like they're like those are like the old like those are the classics now which is you know pretty crazy yeah boom hit it right to the dot 90 seconds boom war hungry you see, we got some Pennsylvanian here. Uh, War Hungry is awesome. I think their legend has grown, which is kind of weird and interesting. More than anything, I would have, I would like to see what another War Hungry LP would sound like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think their LP might be is a little slept on. Um, I think they're a band's band. Yep. Uh, um, it's cool. It's it's some of my favorite stuff from that crew of people. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like they didn't cross over as much as they probably could have. True. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I think by the time, like the cool metal thing started happening, they were sort of not really doing much. Yeah. They were kind of more uh, in their slumber phase. You know what I mean? Like you think of all those metal bands that are like now, like selling out saying invite, like the dude from the rival mob has like 17 different like metal bands. Right. Right. That they all do well. Mm-hmm. Like Summerland and all that stuff. Like I feel like this is a band that, due to timing, like they could have been one of those like bands that sell out Vitus. Sure. PK, so, anything on them? Twenty seconds. Uh, no, they were the Taster's Choice band in somewhat in the same way that Iron Age has been at different times. Uh, it kind of like for people in the know, quote unquote. Cool. All right, Haramore. National Treasure. Great band. PK? <laughs> I can't wait for one day when you're playing some big-ass fucking festival in Europe and you actually cross paths with Haley. With Haley. And she's you're not like, going to you know you from fucking precious. Adam. Yeah, you're going to be like, yeah, this is cool. And she's like super no. fucking nice and it's like, your band's great and you're going to have to feel like such a... We've got, hey, listen, we got a dozen mutual friends. Everybody tells me she's a sweetheart, that the other dudes are cool. I'm sure the band is a bunch of sweet people. I hate this style of music. I hate this band. I hate everything. Every sound that has ever come out of their instruments is a nightmare to me. All right, next. Um, bands from the Carolinas. Just in uh, general? Yeah, Corrosion of Conformity, <laughs> awesome. Um, Sick. Double Negative, awesome. Uh, you guys like some metalcore from there? I don't like any metalcore from there. Um, Prayer for Cleansing, sweet. Yeah. Undying, awesome. 
Um, catharsis. Uh, anti-schism? Anti-schism from North Carolina? Might be. I, I think everybody's from the Carolinas now. Yeah, you really do. You put yeah, that you're, you're, Yeah, even fucking Man, it's a bastard, you pose dog. I still think that. <laughs> uh, I think COT um, is awesome well into their later records. Uh, yeah, anti-schisms from South Carolina. Shout out to them. Stretch Armstrong, South Carolina. From Columbia, same town as anti-schism. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Yo, is is the tribunal stuff from the Carolinas? It is, yes. right? Yep. Oh, that's that's some dank garbage. <laughs> so everybody check that out. Right. Dank garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you lose me with your metal stuff, Carolinas, but but when you do fast stuff, it can be pretty damn good. Um, COC is straight up a classic band who almost no one talks about uh, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. In a different reason. way, though, they do. Well, the, the 80s material, I think, is classic hardcore and punk and thrash. So it's like, yo, this could really play right now. No one talks they, about them, but they talk about like G, like Clean My Wounds or Vote With a Like the newer uh, fucking stoner rock. Yeah, which some of that I fuck with too. So anyways. Great. All right. Uh, good. We got to like uh, 86 seconds there. Uh, my Luck. And if you don't have anything, say don't got anything. Texas hardcore. That's all I got. Zero. Uh, Texas hardcore um, Cliff was a Cleveland dude who uh, was in a similar age group with me. Uh, He's kind of crazy, right? Like kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. G- good front man, not My a bad luck. way. Like, yeah, like no, you no, just no. like yeah, like crazy in the crazy front man way. Um, yes, Loki has a sweet cult following. I never really cared about the records that much, but they were fun live. Uh, pretty sure they used to cover Ink and Dagger, and it was good. Wow. Okay. Um, and, you know, all those Cleveland dudes were awesome. Shout out to my luck. Shout out to Cleveland. Shout out to Texas. All right. Young blood. Um, yeah, young blood. Shout out to young blood. Um, modern color. Anything? Nothing from me. Nothing. Good band from California. I think they'll, they have, they're, they're starting to kind of pick up, and I think they, they'll do quite well. Yeah, th- seems like there's some energy around it. Go yep. check it out. All right. Uh, Seed of Pain. Uh, we just talked about them last episode. Cool band. Maybe one of the bands I would opine the uh, COVID-19 hurt the worst because I think 2020 could have been their year. Fair. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Let's let's go. Uh, the West quote. The West Coast exists. Do we talk about the West Coast enough, guys? No. No. I, but I. yes, no. I think no, but... <laughs> But but the uh, proper amount because heads up, yeah it exists, but your shining lights are really bright and then you've got a lot of mush and that's not my fucking fault. No, we can talk about it more. There's a lot. If you guys want to, we can. I lived there for a good amount of time and. What are we uh, missing? I mean, it depends on who's asking, right? Like like we could certainly talk about the power violence stuff more. We're going to do the rivalry deep dive. There's going to be a lot of that talk here today, but we're going to do one. We talk about the Northwest a good amount, but maybe we could do a whole Northwest blowout. Um, you know, do, do people want to hear us talk about eighties California? That's some interesting stuff. One of the most interesting things is the transition from like golden voice and the like danger house era to like, hardcore because it wasn't an easy one and there's a couple years there like LA 82, 83, 84 is awkward because you have Mystic putting out a bunch of stuff some of which is good some of which is trash fucking garbage yeah. Manson Youth etc um, Pat has mentioned Justice League more than his own band yeah That's like we, we talk about that stuff there's, I think there's, we do 
we talk about a good amount of it, but we can we'll we'll blow it out even more. How about that? Everybody good? Good. Yeah, I can talk about the BYO stuff. That's all interesting. Like that whole scene was pretty cool. Oh, there we go. All right. Yeah, I got it. Um <clears throat> quotes. No Option is one of the most underrated bands. Uh, no Option, a band from Delaware. Newer, I haven't really heard them that much. Yeah, um, I don't know if I have either. Yeah, they're newer. They're just doing like a live set. That's right. Yeah, I blind spot. I apologize to those, those folks. Yeah. Uh, no, yo, here, let me say this. Newer bands, no apologies. We, we'll check you out. Please put it out there. And I don't mean that in a dick way. It's just, you know, like, yo, there's a lot going on. Um, I know their logo and I think I maybe have checked it out, but we'll, we'll check it out in a serious way when we can. Um, and the unfortunate thing about the pandemic is what I'd like to say is make us check you out, like go, go be undeniable. Um, and I think using most underrated bands, I like that energy. That means you really like this band. That's cool. Um, next up DRI, the dirty rotten EP. We don't talk about that enough. That's fair. Yeah. So they, I mean, they were yeah OG fast fucking hardcore, and they became one of the preeminent crossover bands. Yeah, absolutely. Still going. Uh, love the Dirty Rotten EP. Super fast. Um, impressive to be able to write songs that are less than 40 seconds long that are awesome. Um, I think probably one-third of the hosts has almost no interest in this, being Patrick. Exactly. Uh, but but I'm sure me and Tom could talk about this a, a bit. Dirty DRI is an interesting one because they don't get cited when by the <clears throat> they get nodded at, but they don't get cited by the very fast hardcore that everyone looks at the power violence stuff. And do you think they were too old, or do you think the people know them more from their like crossover um, stuff? Yeah, yeah, which are is still fucking good. Everyone thinks of like really? Thrash Zone and the fucking the Mosher guy, and they real they don't realize that they had a lot of stuff before that. Oh yeah, yo, I, DRI I, has I also hits. Think, I, I think they got the, totally adopted by punk and left behind by hardcore. Yo, they were adopted by punk and metal, and somehow hardcore kids missed them completely. Um, so uh, weird. And, and I mean, yo, uh, if you like really fast hardcore, you need to hear the Dirty Rotten EP. If you like mid-tempo and moshy stuff, listen, find dealing with it and uh, realize you've got a classic hardcore record. Okay. Um, Soulblind, Hudson Valley. Uh, not enough material to be talking about them a lot, you know, but, uh, that Hudson Valley scene is fucking cool. We could talk about that as it develops. As soon as shows come back, I'm sure that we'll have a fucking ton to talk about with that, with that whole scene. Yeah. Uh, but there's just like, yes, here's the best that we can do for, uh, uh, a band like soul blind. That is like, you know, they've been doing their thing, but relatively new by the world standards is everybody check that out. Yeah. yeah. Hudson Valley's got a ton of good shit going on. All the bands are different from each other, which is awesome. That's a fact. Love it. Uh, live on Extra Grind set coming soon. That's right. Uh, Goon, Denver hardcore band. Dublin hardcore band. Is it Dublin? DHC, Dublin. It's our is friend it? Dexter. Oh, my mistake. All right, Dublin hardcore. Let's go. I will back anything with a brogue. Yes, I'm down. I am not familiar. I confused you with another band who uh, I am very curious about. Did I really make that? There is a goon from Denver 
who is on Convulse Records. So oh. shout out to both goons. Uh, I've heard good things about the one on Convulse, and now I have two bands. To oh, check I wonder out. if it's. I, I, I apologize for correcting, but there, there's definitely DHC. Came no, out in the last couple of weeks. DHC was how they sent it, so I'm, I'm betting it was the uh, the newer the Dublin one. one. Yeah. yeah. So um, shout out to both. Shout out to Dublin. I got nothing on either. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, guys, we're we're cruising right through. We're we're at the right amount of speed. Um, Patrick. I think you're going to take the lead on this one, but Tom, before he does, do you have anything on creative adult? No. Okay. Me neither. Not really. I, the rum for cover dudes were so stoked on that LP when it was coming out. So these are some of my favorite people in all of music. These are some of the most real dudes in all of music. I fucking love these people. Um, people that were into a certain era of hardcore will remember, uh, no, sir. Uh, heavily touring act uh this is some of those members also members of uh lifelong tragedy um and uh they it's like i don't want to say a bay super group but like uh you know bay heads uh that uh came together put out some uh really fun punkish sort of stuff like uh post-punkish punk sort of stuff and then later uh, became like a bit more uh, tuneful, maybe a little, maybe album oriented would be one way I'd put it. Uh, people like different eras. And this is the band that I get asked about the most from self-defense's history because uh, low key, lots of fans. Cool. Very cool. Creative adult. Um, get a grip, Arizona hardcore. Not familiar. I just know the name. Aerosmith, yeah. That's what I think of. I think of uh, a, uh, a pierced cow udder. Yeah. Uh, Low-key cool record. All right. <laughs> I'm not going with it. I bet the band is cooler than the record. Uh, quick, before we move on, since we did so quick. Um, Aeros- would you rather go on tour with Aerosmith or The Smiths? Um, Aerosmith. Going on tour. When, what what era? Uh, Nineteen eighty-seven. Okay, so I'm not the wokest dude in the world, but I think that I'd see a lot of shit on the Aerosmith tour. I don't want to see. So you're saying no? You're saying you're I'm going saying, on Smith's tour? I'm going on the Smith's tour. I'd rather watch those dudes quietly hate each other than some of the shit I got to get exposed to on the fucking Aerosmith tour. Man, small world, Patrick. All right, um, maybe some more power violence grind. D beat and anarcho punk. Um, yeah, none of us are experts with any of that stuff. Sure. Yep. All of us like certain elements from certain parts of that. And we'll touch on it more at some point. Like, I think we've talked about doing a power violence type thing at some point. I think there's actually the, the top of the pops grind stuff. I can get down with D beat. I could talk about a lot. Anarcho punk, uh, less so, but you know, I guess we'll do some of that. Just give us time. Yeah, a- anarcho is the most interesting of those genres to me, and it still it involves sifting through a ton of dog shit. So it's just pretty much chumbawamba, right? It's just, yeah, it's just you have to sift through chumbawamba nonstop. Yeah, yeah. you get knocked down, you get up again. All right. Uh, refused. Um, I am going to recuse myself because I don't give a shit about this band. Uh, please take us away, either of you. 
Okay. Um, I think we've talked about them. Uh, Bob does have a strong, he says he doesn't care, but it's a, it's a don't care with a tinge of don't like. <laughs> so oh, I don't like them. Uh, yeah, no, they're not good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that I go through phases with this band uh, where sometimes I think that they're interesting, uh, historically, no doubt interesting, but I think sometimes I think they're interesting. And other times I think that they are irritating, uh, like, uh, uh, like music that plays uh, at a sporting event that you don't want to hear. Um, I think that victory record was good. The, the white the cover. Of, yeah. Yeah. The song's the fan of flame of discontent or whatever. Yeah. I like that record. I thought that was cool. Not great, but cool. No. Um, and then Shape of Punk to Come, has, it's its own monster. Um, has it aged well or not, Tom? I think so. I think it's fine. Okay. I don't love it, though. Like, it's, you know, I get how New Noise is like a fucking bop, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, like, to the point that, like, seconds. Anthrax has covered it and, you know, shit like that. But, I mean, I think that record's cool, but, like, they were just bringing to hardcore kids stuff that had already been done by like Ian, Ian Svenoni, whatever the fuck Savonius. Mm. Perfect timing guys. Thank All you. right. Hit the uh, post as they say in the profe- in the pro in the professional hit the post. Good hit job. The post. Yes. Uh, th- throw down Uh very nice group of people who would get burritos at the same place. I got burritos. Band nice sucks. dudes did a tour with them. Um, I get it. It's fun. It was fun, and then it became very professional. Professional yeah. stuff is good too. And I, you know, I see why people really, really like them. I, I feel like they've got. They were one of those bands that got better as they went on, but like lost the spirit of what but made them people fun. cared. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like it was a joke before. Like it was like they were in on it. And yeah, then it, it became it, pro. It was a joke band that became a serious band. The way that a lot of things happen in life. They were super uh, popular. They have one really good record called Haymaker that you can avoid almost anything else unless you're into the band. Yeah, but the early stuff is fun, pseudo hate breed songs about straight edge and your friends and stuff. It's fine. Local, it's local fine. mosh. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this one, I almost feel like we should spend this time redirecting it, but we got more than one request for us to, to talk more about 108. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about 108. I guess some of that was on a Patreon, but we've done a lot of talking about 108. I think we bring th- them up all the time. Yeah, all three of us like them. Um, I think the biggest. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's go consensus here. We think the best record to give people in 2020 to discover them is Threefold Misery. Correct. Correct. Where we disagree or at least go different directions is what our personal favorite is. I believe Songs of Separation is my personal favorite. Used to be. I've yeah. loved them all over the years. Threefold's my current favorite. Okay. Tom, I think Threefold's my your favorite. favorite. Yeah, Threefold's been my favorite since it came out. Okay. Uh, this is a great band. This is an interesting band, both as personalities and their impact on hardcore and the way that they stood aside from it while being totally in it. The uh, complex 
on uh, complex uh, musically to an extent. It's chugga chugga, but the guitar riffs are fucking smart. Bass is smart, and drums are at times very smart. Uh, it, it's it's and at times stupid. It is uh, it, it's just great, and it's worth anybody's listen. And I say that as somebody who is in a band with self defense, who don't have sixty percent of those members have no interest in that shit. And you can put on one hundred eight, and they will find something interesting about it. Uh, Patrick, how much of an impact did one hundred eight have on you as a teenager? 10 seconds a, a, a whole impact the, a, a massive crater in my life it is one of the biggest bands in my life okay maybe we'll talk about that more at some time we hit the post uh mo- quote more anadulu psych so uh are we going to do an urkin core deep dive guys or what um i'm out i don't have any idea what you just said uh, i think somebody wanted us to talk about turkish psych music but uh we're not we're wish not i there. could some good tracks. Um, I can't talk about any of it. Come on. Uh, lewd acts. Um, super, 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 super hyped was supposed to be something, uh, imploded. Um, I don't know if they've got tracks. I haven't revisited that in forever. Uh, kind of like, you know, like I think I've said it kind of in the trash talk mode of like, this is a live thing. Enjoy this live. See this live. Right. You never know what you're going to get. Right. Yeah. And although trash talk is way more like, Trash Talk's a fucking ripper of a band. I was going to say they don't know what Lee is going to do. Yeah. And, and and not in a bad way, but just kind of like, is he going to jump off this? Is he going to fucking hang up upside down off the the rafter? Like, it, same thing with this band. This band's like, is the singer going to throw himself through a table? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Ludax uh, recorded never did it for me. They certainly are a live act. And I say recorded never did it for me. It did do it for some people, and many feel like they cut themselves too short. So, yeah, uh, interesting. All right, uh, next one. The wrong side. You guys start. I actually quite I, I quite like this. I prefer this my, to mental. Not my world. Um, it's our friend Chris from Western Mass. Yep. He's from um, like Northern Connecticut or something. I don't know. That's true. Right, right, right. Northwestern Vermont. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like kind of coastal New Hampshire. He, um, I got, I mean, I never listened to him at, at the time because I think I, I shared Pat's like kind of like eh. Lock, locking out prejudice. Yeah. Cause I feel, I felt prejudiced upon. Yeah. So I, I was I kind of like, discriminated against. I didn't feel like part of the, I didn't, it was like a members only and I wasn't a member. Mm. Um, but uh, after knowing Morgato and loving Morgato, he I, I I gave his bands a chance, and I was like, "Yo, this is really this is fun. It's you know, it's not fucking recreating the wheel, but it's just a good, fun, riffy hardcore band, and he's a good front person." Uh, one time, Mental played New Jersey, and they did a bunch of songs. The, they did the dump truck songs with my friend JR singing and they called it lunch truck. That's my favorite part <laughs> about this band. Yo, what's up? This is lunch truck. All right. Uh, striking distance. So I, I don't have anything to say about this band. Uh, the one uh, records album art is so ingrained in my eyeballs uh, I don't know why that is. Maybe it was everywhere. Maybe it was just in the dollar. Section it was in generations forever. in the wall forever. Yeah. And that's all I really remember about this. Was this bridge nine era? Is that right? The fuse is lit. The bridge nine record was in the generations listening case for a long time. <laughs> that would explain it. That's all I know. Um, I loved. Um, what was that? That EP that was like, remember when they did the, 
CDEPs that were like yep. a full. What, what record was that? That's the fuses lit. Yeah, that is the fuses lit. Then I love that record. Um, saw them a bunch. The singer Dave bled all the time. Um, but I thought they were good in that kind of uh, that like kind of angry hardcore that kind of played alongside. Like I feel like they were like you know how like Right Brigade or like everyone were like taking cues from like Blood for Blood, but playing alongside like posse core bands. Yeah, I feel like they were one of those. Uh, uh, somehow managed to merge like a modern hardcore, but also negative approach. I unequivocally think this band is super underrated. Agreed. All their material is really, really good, and people who like all sorts of different stuff should check it out. Give it a chance. Great, band. absolutely. All right, I have nothing on this one. Caliban, Caliban. I, I can talk about the Marvel comic character. That's it. Um, I could talk about Stephen Merchant playing Caliban in. Um what was the sad fucking X X Men movie? Uh, oh yeah, uh, was it uh, was it Deadpool? Wasn't he? In- no, what's his real name? What's uh, fucking Wolverine's real name? Uh, James Howlett, Logan. Logan. Yeah, he played uh, the guy from like all the Ricky Gervais stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, played Caliban. Um, huge metal band, metalcore ish band um, from Europe. I think they're from Germany. Um, they're one of those bands that, like they started out and they were kind of like, yes, well, you know, we play with whatever moshcore band or metalcore band comes to the, comes to Europe and they came to the States, but then all of a sudden, like they kind of stuck around and now they're like, like almost at arena level or they were at one point. Right. Yeah. It's, like, it's, them, and, it's them and um, Heaven Shall Burn just sort of became the, the def- default big metalcore touring acts of Europe. PK, Not Heaven from Jersey. PK, do you like them? No, I, I was going to revisit the Heaven Shall Burn material, but I didn't even think to revisit the Caliban material. Okay. Would try. Okay. Uh, quote, how insane good production than 84 Siege demo have? Uh, yes. I like Siege a lot. I like Siege have lot. Patrick? <laughs> Um, too fast for me, but, uh, it's cool. Not mad at it. Too fast for love. All right. Uh, raised fist. The Euro band. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know nothing except a Euro band that was, uh, on burning heart. Am I saying things that am I? Sounds right, that sounds right, I don't know. Sounds right. That sounds right. Okay. That's all I know. All I got. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dangers. We talked about them the last episode for a little bit, but why don't we give them another minute 30? Uh, Musically, never did it for me. I don't really like it. Um, And overall, saw the appeal because live they were a thing. But uh, but yeah, never my thing. Agreed. Uh, If you are like smart, not tough, uh, and from california this fucking was your language if you is this like going, art school hardcore no it's in truth it's not tom but it has some of those affectations so it it leans enough into that that if you're not a goon tom you know what this is man this is hardcore private school metal. hardcore there's some metal, new school hardcore there's some metal in here it's a private uh, school hardcore <laughs> there's some metal in here it's mostly fast fast ish hardcore 
played through not dirty equipment. Uh, so it, it's more likely to open for converge than it is for drop dead, even True. though it's fast. And, yeah. and it is, uh, it meant a lot to a lot of kids that were running counter to the, the, what, what was they going on was at the, the time. The culture of the bridge nine board. Straight That's true. That's okay. Even though, even though they weren't like the basement punks, burn it down scene. Correct. They were, yes. Yeah. Uh, very true. Okay. This one I'm giving a little extra time to because we got a couple for this band, King Nine. And before I start the clock, I'm going to read the quote that we also received separately from the King Nine suggestion. A band who we've talked about a pretty good amount, by the way. I thought so, but sure. Yeah. Uh, King Nine was the band for me growing up in hardcore, hard music from hard people. True. Sure. Um, let's start the clock. All right. That blows my mind that it's yep, what same. you grew up with. Yep. Um, because when we talk about sense. It, oh, no, totally. I mean, it's funny because like that agitator show that I was referring to, King Nine like jumped up and played a couple of songs and it was like. They were brand new at the time. Yep. So I like to think like that, you know, um, I think that record, the new that that newest LP Death is Rattle. Yeah. Death Rattle and Close Casket is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, there's so many fucking riffs. Uh Dan's a good front person. He's like super fucking nine feet, oh. nine feet tall and super intimidating. Um <laughs> whole band's intimidating, so it, it kind of works. Um uh, yeah, and I think they're super fucking. They all got. They all are super talented and can fucking riff. Yeah, I, I think "Scared to Death" is a really, really good record too. That too. Uh, Death mm-hmm. Rattle is very good. I think they're better than many of the bands they might claim as influences. How about that? Right, no I one hundred percent agree with that. No doubt. PK, and Death R- my my only input is that Death Rattle is under uh, definitely uh, underappreciated. Yeah. Oh, I think both their LPs are underappreciated. And uh, if you haven't listened to Scared to Death in a while, go back and check it out because it has a really nice mix of hard and fast. But and listen not- to the intro on uh, that Art of War LP. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Nice. Shout out King Nine. All right. Uh, from our friend from Belgium, Congress Blackened Persistence. I've got nothing. I'm sorry. Um. I, I thought they were a fantastic band. Um, wow. I think we played, yeah, we played with them a bunch. In in, I was lucky enough to play with them in Liar like a ton, mm-hmm. in like Belgium. Um, early on, like into like the the metalcore sort of, um, it it was almost like death metally. It wasn't necessarily moshy, but it was like faster. Pat, I think if you revisited, I don't know if this is the record that we played with them a bunch, um, but I, I, I mean, they're like the OG, like hate thousand fucking bands, and yep. there's a reason for it to me. I, I, I was seeing them; it was always they were super fucking impressive and scary to have to go on after. <laughs> so uh, I, I've low rated all of this era and location stuff. And obviously, I should just revisit it. I don't recall that. I recall the death metal influences and hating them as a kid. Like, I do not like that influence in hardcore in general. And this, I remember disliking it, but I'll give it a shot. This record actually came out in July of 97, so that totally tracks. Nice. There we yeah. go. All right. Um, <clears throat> had two for this band. Uh, quote, I want to know what happened to expire. And then another one said, why doesn't expire come up? Or are they just not your cup of tea? Uh, let's start um, the clock. Yeah. 
they got canceled for being for scumbags. Scumbags. One member being a scumbag at least. Um, and to be very, very fair, never did anything for me. Just not. I actually, you know, like pull aside the bullshit. Major respect to them because they worked really hard, did the workhorse band thing, and kind of gave the Midwest an identity. Yep. But on the flip side, demerits because when they were undermined and kind of like rug gets pulled out, uh, that really left a lot of people leave, feeling pretty shitty. Yeah, I, I, I don't get wrapped up in that shit. You know, I can listen to some yeah. foul motherfuckers, but uh, I just don't think that this was terribly creative music to start. The only thing I can say for it is that it was these were hardworking touring, uh, hardworking touring act. I can't give them anything else. I didn't think that there was much going on there musically. It's kind of like of the post terror wave of stuff that like got part of the message, but not enough. This was probably one of the better, but still not shit to me. Yeah. I mean, it was like three photocopies away from like no, like no warning. Yeah. There you go. But like just a huge, like kind of, a uh, huge like entry point band for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Everyone, yes, that's everyone owned an expired fucking beanie. There's a lot of expired beanies in in the back of their closets. <laughs> you that's don't know how true you are. That's very right. Um, okay, that was we hit the post. Os Rotten. We'd have to call up Sean Duty. I don't have any opinion. I'm not punk enough. I like anti-imperialist and fuck Nazi sympathy, but don't like the LPs. I love, love that the discography compilation is called Not One Single Fucking Hit. Um, (laughs) A band who is low-key, like, fucking huge, and maybe it's not low-key, but 2020 to hardcore kids, I think it's low-key. This is a band who sold, like, I don't know, 25,000 copies of Fuck Nazi Sympathy. Like a seven inch oh, yeah. sold like uh ultimate patch band and uh Crusterman's, yes. Crusterman's crust. Um some people love the LPs. I don't I like the seven inches though. I'm not trying to put them on now. Definitely saw a lot of dogs with these back patches. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another side of the coin. Poison idea. Low key underrated, fully underrated. In certain uh, scenes, they're they're seen as god level. Um, yeah, they're not to me totally god level, but I give them proper respect because they are super underrated in a like quote unquote mainstream hardcore side of things, or like the average axe to grind listenership probably. Um, I am a uh, uh, fucking pick your king guy, but sure, I like some of the LPs a lot. I think that. Um, War All the Time, Kings of Punk, and Feel the Darkness. Feel the Darkness is probably my favorite of those three. Right. I was going to say, those first three LPs are pretty fucking... And, I mean, as you go through, they still have good material well into the 90s. Um, and there's some people who are like, they don't have any bad songs. Period. That's, that's a that's a reach. Yeah. It's a bit but, much. But, um, and, you know, they might hit a monotone for some people, but uh, their good material is just about as good as it gets. PK? Yeah, I would say uh, if not underrated, overrated among some people, underrated among many. Cool. Guys, I'm going to let you go in on this one. Dead guy fixation on a coworker. feel like we talk about this a lot, but like, why not give another minute and a half? Literally one of the best proto, like adjacent to metalcore records slash heavy hardcore records of all time. Yeah, it's one of the best heavy hardcore records ever made. Um, 
the the tension in it is like palpable. Yep. Like I feel like I have to, like there's some songs on there that will you'll find yourself legitimately like clenching your fists. Yep. And like gritting your teeth. It's so like fuck. You know, it just it, it's it's what a, a record called Fixation on a Coworker should sound like. It sounds like someone being like I'm going to chain these doors shut and I'm going to fucking kill everybody. Okay. In yeah, 2020, honestly, I'm sorry, go ahead, Pat. I, I don't want to overstate it, but I just like it, it. There is such a difference between this and your average heavy hardcore record, and it, it all comes down to the players. There is an actual magic at play here. Okay, quick question here. We got 30 seconds. In 2020, who isn't aware of this record, who maybe isn't hitting their radar, that should check it out? Like what? What kind of people who like these kind of bands? You know, I'm saying that only the '90s revisionist kids are are hearing this. But I think if you're a dude or, or anybody or a person who likes fucking Jesus piece, if you like fuck knocked loose, if you like anything heavy, mm-hmm. you owe it to yourself to listen to this because I don't think this sounds antiquated. Because I think At you all. hear a lot of the '90s classics and you go. I can see this is quaint. Like I can see why it was big then, but it doesn't make sense now. Like you could put this record on tomorrow and it's like, okay, this sounds like it could have, you know. And I feel like between Keith Huckins and fucking and and Tim Singer have such a fucking like they're the Ray and Porcel for, of metalcore. Whoa, that's a really funny thing to say and good. Um, I, I will also throw out if you're someone who likes the power violence or grind or or just like blistering hard metally kind of or punk stuff and you haven't at least given this a cursory look it's worth your time to check it out you might find something here because it's so gnarly that it'll pull you in do you bob, get any late era black flag vibes pat bob what were you gonna say pat i i was gonna say that that's an absolutely good call if you are into power violence this will 100 percent scratch those itches and tom yo thank you sorry um you yes i do I totally do. I hear not like, I mean, I hear my war slip it in era where it's teetering on the brink of mania. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's uh, not punching the walls. It's scratching at the walls. You know what I mean? It's a very different yeah. feeling. So, um, all right. Uh, pulling teeth, Baltimore hardcore. Dom Romeo is one of the, my, the best people I've met in hardcore. Um, I really like what they stood for. Um, they had a lot of like kind of incisive and like thought provoking lyrics. They mean a ton to a lot of people. I always thought it was good, but I, I can't say I revisit it often. Um, yeah, the, uh, shout out to Mike Riley, the singer, uh, big part of the, the, obviously the messaging, um, you know, it's a weird thing to say. I, I loved a lot of what they did. I loved some of the themes they were playing with. I loved some of the artwork. I thought that they did such a good job with the consistency on that. They never totally hit um, the point I wanted from them, which is unfair. You know what I mean? It's like expectations going into things. Those are mine, not theirs. Uh, but like, if you're someone who likes integrity, but you, for some reason, never saw heard of Pulling Teeth, that's probably because they did enough on their own to not be labeled an integrity clone. Um, and if you like integrity, you definitely should check this band out. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate that I don't particularly like this band, uh, though. Nice people. I, I, I just think that, uh, 
it is unfortunate that they seem at this moment to be locked in people's memory of an era rather than something that gets revisited. That's true. Yeah. Uh, deserve deserve note and also shout out to Baltimore for the diversity of a world that had pulling teeth and something like Ruiner and then Trapped Under Ice for for a scene that like quite honestly always has something going on but very rarely that much stuff going on yeah, like that cool. was hitting on a national level. Okay, we're moving right through, guys. Uh, getting a question here for Sarah Kirsch bands, which include Bread and Circuits, Pinhead Gunpowder, John Henry West, Please cool. Inform the Captain, Torches to Rome, and a bunch of others. Um, I think what Torches to Rome and Fuel are probably the most accessible of yep. those. Does that, does that sound right? I, I, I um, had a soft spot for Pinhead Gunpowder. Um, I think we've talked about Bread and Circuits recently. It never did it for me. No, I would say here would be my take on uh, Sarah's work, RIP. Uh, if you, you could put together an incredible LP across all of her projects, but I don't know if I would rush to any one of them as a favorite band. Right. She was incredibly prolific, but like almost to a fault, do you think? Yeah, probably. Uh, also, I think some of the players were better than others. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, RIP. Um, Sam Hain. I like I the Misfits. Shit, man. <laughs> I like the Misfits more. I like Danzig more. That isn't to say I don't like Sam Hain, but uh, they're third on the three-man totem pole. Agreed. Yeah. Pat, you hate this shit. I hate goofy shit, man. Get fucking- you hate the Misfits too, though? Yeah, I have no love for the Misfits. Uh, I don't, you know, like the most costume I can get into is fucking Ink and Dagger, and they eventually lost it. Like it's, you know, I give, they were pretty costume. Like, yeah, come on, man. Well, I I don't know. I just I, I like a gimmick. I do, but All I right. don't like. We have forty five seconds left. Really quick, just split this up. What's the most fun Halloween you remember as a child? Uh, my mom made a really impressive Thanos costume for me, and and uh, really, it, it, yeah. And this was like, yeah. Let's set set some age. This is before anyone who wasn't a total freak knew what, who Thanos is. Yeah, precisely. And my mother put a lot of effort into it, and that's people were just incredible. like, "Are you the Hulk?" And I was like, "I'm fucking purple." You know what I mean? Like, what are yeah, you talking that's, about? That's really cool, dude. That's actually really cool. Shout out, Rusty. Um, yeah, she killed it. That's, what what year is that? If you had to <laughs> estimate. I don't know. That was so. Let's see. Um, I mean, you could just think age. Were you 12? 10? Yeah, maybe 12, maybe 11. Were you, you 38? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, mom, the movie just came out. Yeah, that could be it. Uh, 11. More Doritos. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going 11. Nice. That's that's pretty. Imp- so we're talking Infinity Gauntlet. That's cool. Um, <laughs> Gravity Records bands. Uh, okay, what's on the list? Uh, um, I can give you a brief list. I mean, yo, shout out to Gravity Records, a pretty prolific San Diego label. Um, just going through quick, some of the ones I noted, Heroin, band I really like. Antioch Arrow, a band I don't like but wish I liked. Unwound did a record on Gravity. Cool. Mm-hmm. Huggy Bear did a record on Gravity. Interesting. Universal Order of Armageddon. John Henry West. Man is the Bastard. Men's Recovery Project, Earthless. 
Born Against. Yeah. Yeah, Born Against. Yeah. Quick Attack Ikatawi, which is what every yeah. annoying, pretentious person would na- name drop anytime they mention hardcore. Yeah, 2003, that was the, a big name to drop. Yeah. Yeah, listen, Heroin, Universal Order of Armageddon, those are cool bands. Um, Mo Hinder's interesting, but yeah. not good. Um, exactly how I felt. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Mount Orchid, uh, interesting, not good. Evergreen, better than people remember. Um, Earthless yeah, quietly was, has had kind of a moment. They they got they gained some size. What about the Rapture? Oh, the Rapture. Yeah. People people really got a kick out of that shit. I never they liked were big it, for a hot minute. Yeah. Oh, they were. It's no doubt. BFA. Of that stuff, my my suggestion is really check out heroin. Otherwise, meh, whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see this. Uh, somebody just wrote Pat Kindolone, K-I-N-D-O-L-O-N. So um, I don't know what that is. Is that a new solo? Is that your Jeff Rosenstock answer? Yeah, that's uh, bomb the Patrick industry. Nice. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, yeah, hi. We, we, we've talked about my bands quite a bit. We're good. Um, Envy. Uh, you can pick either the Japanese one or the one from Buffalo. Go. I have a deep disinterest in either one. Tom? Um, I liked the, at the time, I liked the, the envy from Buffalo. Yeah. I like fucked with them and like played with rage and all those like Buffalo, the Buffalo like, bands. Yeah. Bands. Yeah. I love played with rage. They were great. Um, you know, that seven inch cover was taken in Manasquan, New Jersey. Get out of here. That's yeah, cool. Did not know that me and Justin Brandon obsessed with played with rage. Um, and Envy from Japan is fucking incredible. Uh, 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 really like Larry Ransom. I prefer his second band, Larry Ransom's Busted, uh, that came in the mid two thousands. Uh, neither Envy did a to- whole lot for me. So, um, all right, let's do this. Let's see the next one. Uh, Moon Kisser from Portland, buddy Gus. You played with the, you played them on one of the uh, I did radio yeah. shows. Um, Mooncaster, very post hardcore current band, just put out a new record on um, Head to Wall. I recommend everybody pick it up. I I got my pre order the other day. Record looks awesome, uh, really cool. I think it's kind of <coughs> I feel bad calling it a project band. I don't think it is, but these are grown ass men who live in Portland, and I don't necessarily think they have in intentions of touring but i would like to see them do some stuff uh gus was in bands such as force forward and desperate measures and uh, a bunch of other stuff uh i think he moved out to portland probably 10 years ago maybe a little more um but yeah big big moon kisser fan pk uh they're cool uh gus is very cool um has uh, as you pointed out uh has done some cool uh under the radar type of bands that deserved more attention uh and also gives a good haircut yo you know who who i would like to see uh go hang out with the moon kisser dudes and write some music tell me paul dc Let's make oh yeah work. i was texting with him the other day it was nice um okay, okay. <clears throat> the mongoloids time trials this this one has a place in your personal history. Uh, it mm-hmm. doesn't really for me, um, but I thought that live. Li- I don't give a fuck about these records, but live, this was such a band. I don't care what anybody says. This shit was fun, fun, fun in its moment. Yeah, I think it's a fun record. It resulted in someone getting time trials tattooed on their head. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Um, which was up there with the Earth Crisis Sideburns guy for a while. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think Greg has such a vocal style, even though it's like easy to dismiss as like Paul Bearer. Yeah. But like, I think he's got such a style and such like he. he um, I'm a I'm a fan of his work. Okay, the Mongoloids time trials. Um, the thing I can remember the best about this is that they brought an energy to an area that didn't have that kind of energy before, which is to say they brought to like the North Jersey, Central Jersey region, like a hardcore band who wasn't, who wasn't like they weren't metalcore. They weren't really heavy on that side. Um, and they were kind of aimed at younger dudes and they, they kind of inspired an entire generation of people for better and worse. Um, in that area. And it was really cool to see. Uh, I think it's their best record and it was a fun record and they did well live. There you go. There we go. Boom. All right. Uh, I don't think we have much on this one, but blind idol, I believe this is a new band on new morality scene or new morality scene released their demo. I think they're from Albany. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know anymore. You're home. You don't hardcore. leave your garage. Yeah, well, he's mm. Homer Hardcore. He's he left the he left the region. He's out. That's true. Blind, uh, hold on. Now, Blind now, idol now I'm looking. Camp. Yep. <laughs> here you go. All right. It's uh, where do these kids live? I don't think they live around here. Recorded with Will at Gate Four. Will Hurst. Oh, this is the other Will. This is Will Hurst who is in. Um, Maniac. Oh, and they do a 108 cover. They cover yeah, art. Okay, so 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 it's one of the kids from Maniac. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, shout out. There we go. Um, but you need to check Maniac. it out. It's yeah, been on my list it, to check it, out for a few minutes. It's probably good. Yeah. Cool. Shout out New Morality Zine. Oh, it's no. It only came out in September, so we're not yeah. that far apart. No, 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 no. no. Sorry. Uh, you, oh, how, wait. How, how, how much like an Albany shit apartment does that look like on the cover? Oh, I mean, it truly that, is. is that all of Lark Shrieker? Well, no, it's it's it, you, you see some of this in like uh fuck down in Albany and uh this also looks a lot like all of Springfield's mass. Oof. Yeah, it does. I was just about to say this is an Albany to Western Mass sort of vibe. Uh did I tell you that I watched the uh the, as a family thing, my father and I watched uh the Charlie Bow drives through Albany hoods. Oh, that's so nice. Did he like He knew every street and was so excited. He was on the edge of his seat going, going, okay, that's second, that's second street. That's second street. Okay. Um, that's Henry Johnson, obviously. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so funny. I can't believe you're giving that up to live in Los Angeles. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's crazy. a fact. All right. Um, you're going to come back for, for Christmas and you're going to call Eric and be like, I can't come back. I got to stay. I can't come back. I belong here. I, I have, there's a hundred inches of snow and I can't wait to shovel it all. Um, <laughs> uh, yo, Tom, remember last week when you beat Nick at uh, the name game? Yes, it was awesome. <laughs> he hasn't spoken to me since. Oh, no. Um, by the <laughs> way, uh, I have beta tested the new game. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. There's two versions. Cool. There's a difficult version that is sort of a different game, but the easy version is really fun and will be fun to play. So we're going to roll that out soon. All right. Um, do, do, do. We, I don't think we really gave this band much time last week. Uh, maybe their name came up. Verse. You know what? I feel like we've talked about them just because 
this band comes with some baggage. Um, and I feel like we've addressed that several times. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this band was in my memory, like competitors to have heart in many respects in the same circle, Um, but they were more popular first. Yeah. Yeah. They were like full on, like, like they were more like rage against the machine to me. I remember it being so melodic that it made me sick. That's all I remember. And I remember oh, making yeah. fun of them. I remember yep. when they did their like, Hey, we're back together for a European thing. We played some festival with them and then I couldn't stop making fun of them every show that we played. And then I felt bad because was that I don't in Europe? Really know yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't a good tour for them. I'm yeah. <laughs> Listen, also it's a bunch of shit that like, I do things that I think are lighthearted and people don't take it in that spirit at all. And I always got to remember that. Um, but look, this band meant a lot to a lot of kids. Gateway band for a lot of kids still means a lot to a lot of kids. And we're not trying to step on it. It's just, I don't think that at least two of us like this at all. That's true. It's funny. They're a band that like the kids I grew up with, like with like old fucking hardcore kids that like aren't really involved anymore. Like they'll go out to like sick of it on quicksand. They're a band that somehow broke through and like those dudes would be like, have you heard verse? Yeah. But you know, like you, couldn't tell you about fucking anything else that was bigger. You want me to t- say one really positive thing about them? They had yeah. a very good name. The name, the name worked really well. And it, you know, yes. like it just, it's, I think it was memorable and it was easy and it was boom. Um, okay. The carrier. I don't have much. I, I think they were really nice fellas. Music never did a whole lot for me. Um, they were later on in this kind of world of stuff, but like a little heavier than the more melodic stuff, but still in that late 2000 sound. Always confuse them or like lump them in with Ruiner. And that may uh, be completely not correct, but in my head, that's who I equate them with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, these were guys that like to have a good time. Uh, and also oh, yeah, that's right. But we're polite um, about it, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, the, uh, listen, it, it, hardcore's got its party dudes in it, and it, then more power to you. You like to get lit, that's fucking God bless you. And uh, these dudes liked <laughs> All I know about them is every, any show or event that I was at with these dudes, they were fucking lit. That's, that's all I can I feel remember. like you might have booked and, them, to be honest. This is from your time booking shows, too. That's possible. Really? Yes, that's very possible. Yeah. And, Northeast? Massachusetts. 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 Yeah, and... Uh, this was uh, 15 years ago, so if these are dudes that are like in recovery or some shit now, it's none of my business. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I don't fucking know. I know. Listen, yo, I know. I I know. Say, Come on. When all I can say about a band is, yo, they like to get lit, I then feel like I got to be like, well, I don't fuck. You know, they're probably yeah, dads. I, I don't fucking know. All right. Okay, ad time. Sponsor time. We're going to keep this one snappy because, Bob, you and I have a tendency to go long on things. I'm letting you take it away good for us when it comes to our prowess but not great when it comes to ad reads Patrick what is one thing both of us are passionate about we like to eat we like to eat what is something that we both wish we had more of I wish I had a vat of fake mayo yeah you like the fake mayo what I would like is more money to enable me to eat more but I was also thinking neither of us really cares that much about money that said the money we do have those small amounts we do have we don't like to spend them a lot. So um, 
One thing that we found helps us with that is everyplate.com, new sponsor. They offer affordable meals that you're going to love, um, options for vegetarians and those who choose not to be vegetarian. Um, contactless delivery is available from your doorstep for that home cooking. It's a meal plan thing. I think everyone should check it out. Um, they're conscious of a lot of stuff. They're offering, uh, they're offsetting 100% of their carbon emissions, and I think that's pretty cool. That said, Patrick, what is the URL you're going to go to? You're going to go to everyplate.com. You're going to get three weeks of EveryPlate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to, again, everyplate.com, entering the code AXTOGRIND3. Patrick, what is that code one more time? AXTOGRIND3 for three weeks of EveryPlate meals. There's a bunch to choose from. As soon as they got a vegan option, I'm on that shit. I am choosing this week the mozzarella tomato jam and zucchini panini. Yo, how much do you like a panini? I'm a big panini fan, and I was going through hell when my teeth were all messed up, so I couldn't enjoy a good panini. Well, now you're back on the train. Everyplate.com, enter that code, enjoy. Sinking ships. Uh, Play with them. Uh, Who wants to go in on this, Tom? I think we should. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, good. Played with uh, them. Go. Played with them. Uh, some of them are friends my for two decades. Um, yep. v- very, very, some very, very cool dudes in that band. Uh, also, like kind of the West Coast recipients of the Amazing Core wave, like the energy that was taking over the country at that point. Um, and they were a touring entity for a while that had a huge base uh, in the Especially California. On the West Coast, yeah. Yeah, California and, and Pacific Northwest, and uh, kind of lost some of that uh, like glow while other bands picked it up. And I think that they didn't; they just decided not to fight to keep it. They just sort of said, "Okay, yeah, all right, no, fuck it." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, the, uh, that final record had some tracks. Yeah, um, yo, I, I love these guys, uh, friends uh, through and through, uh, Danny. Paul, Andy, Colin, Roger, you know, like, uh, great guys. Um, they were, uh, very important to revelation kind of having, uh, a little bump in the mid two thousands. Um, if it wasn't for them and down to nothing, then we probably, a lot of the stuff that we did doesn't happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were awesome. Went to Mexico with them one time and two members ate street hot dogs and got very sick. And the rest of us just got sick from other shit. So cool. Good job eating cool. a street hot dog in Mexico city. Andy rice. Congrats on the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> um, the effort, anything. I got nothing. I legit have nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Same. I think. Yeah. So. I, I, uh, am I wrong or were they in that? They were in that kind of, uh, um, there was a band from the, from the Northwest and a band from, uh, Vermont or New Hampshire that had the same name. What was that? They're, they're from, I think the effort was from Boston era. Um, no, no, no. But I'm saying, uh, I, I'm on uh, what on, on, unrestricted on unrestrained un- unrestrained. Thank you. Sure. There, so I think that this band was in the same sort of lane as, unrestrained from or at least they played shows know. together i think maybe shit? they were both on that would be records. incorrect yeah, maybe on oh that's incorrect records, i think yes. that's what you're thinking of but yeah no um 
not familiar. Remember the name, and that's all. Sorry, guys. Okay. There you go. Um, Straight edge man from the Merrimack Valley, apparently. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. But, they, um, which, by the way, I, I Merrimack Valley has a following, so they, they had a whole thing. Um, Crime and Stereo. Talked about them a little bit, but it's been a while. Um, True. Low-key was very popular. Um, always mm-hmm. felt, which weird to say, and I hope they understand this, always felt like they were going to be much bigger even though they were by no no means a small band and like that might hurt them in the legacy category in a really weird way mm. i mean i think they were big in the hardcore scene and then those last like record or two was like really going for a thing and i think they actually landed it yep but it didn't hit that like kind of next like that fucking record um everything that i am not i think it's called mm-hmm. with christian's face on the cover sure yeah is a fucking great record. Great record. But like, I think all their earlier stuff is great. All their earlier stuff is like melodic hardcore. The this Trouble was State like, Side is, is like the, the record amazing. for them, right? Yeah, great record. And and um, then the record that they start moving towards that is Crime Stereo is Dead. I actually really like that yes. one. And then they do, uh, I think Selective Wreckage is kind of like a compilation. But then the I Was Trying to Describe You to Someone is the... That's the record I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, but I thought they were they're they're great. They have a new record either done or about to be done. Oh, that's kind of neat. Very cool. Yeah, they've been working on that. Um, incredibly talented band. Um, toured a ton. Yeah, you know, five seconds left here. I'm going to say this. I wouldn't have been surprised, and it sort of felt like at moments that they were on the track to be as big as like Bayside. Uh, yeah, I could totally see that. You know, so that's that's the only thing that's weird, and they didn't, and that's okay. Uh, super cool to work with them. Booked them a couple times. Solid dudes, like them a lot. Uh, helmet. In the overrated meantime, and underrated. People who love them love them. Yep. I think they have a couple songs, and if I try to put on the albums, which I've done many times because I'd like to love them, uh, they kind of <laughs> snooze me. Meantime is a fucking such a hit, awesome record. Yeah. I know record like in the meantime. The, the meantime's whole record is great. Um, the the record before that was also really good, and then what's what's that record called? Um, fuck, that's where they lost me. I, but I feel like seeing them and stuff like they had as so much of an impact on hardcore that kind of gets overlooked. Oh, were you? A, did you like Betty? That's the record I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think it is. I had half the half of half it. and half. Okay, I think, and you know, there's a record called Aftertaste that was pretty good. Yep. Um, I'm just pull up. The oh phone. yeah, I remember right. Aftertaste '97. That's right. Um, strap, strap it on is fucking heavy, like Amrep kind of like weird fucking shit. Yep. Meantime is when they got like got it together, but it's so fucking hardcore heavy. as they get. Yep. Betty was more rock. Aftertaste was good. After that, like I'm, I'm, I'm totally out. So yo, what were their shows like? Like. Do you remember seeing them back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw them, uh, Sick of It All open for them. I saw them open for Faith No More. Um, like, incredibly fucking loud. Mm, yeah. Not not necessarily really moshy heavy, but fucking really, really, really loud. Hit the post. Okay. So, <clears throat> also, guess how old, if you had to guess, yeah. Pat, you know yeah. Helmet enough, right? Sure. If you had to guess, how old do you think Paige Hamilton, the singer, is? 50. He's 60 years old. Fuck you, no. He's born May 18th, 1960. So, like, when they're really popping, he's already like 34. 
Good for him. Yeah, that's wild. That is pretty fucking wild. Gives hope to you at 34, right, Pat? There you go, Pat. There, there's still hope for me, sure. Okay. Um, quote, I've never heard outright mentioned anywhere out, even though they're one of my favorite bands. Anything Whoa. on outright? Not a thing. Me neither. No, I'm sorry. No, and yo, here's the thing that I, I included this because like, it sort of makes me happy that there's still some sort of like worlds out there where you could have favorite bands on a local level and never hear people talk about them, but they're one of your favorite bands. That's fucking cool. Sorry. Are they from Australia? There's an outright from Australia could be. from Melbourne. Okay. We're, we're going to listen to it and let you know. Yeah. Give us a couple of weeks. All right. Um, that is pretty cool though for those bands to kind of be like, Oh shit, these bands exist that like, yeah, that's yeah, fucking that's sick. awesome. It's sick. Uh, Motorhead. Say it again. Motorhead. Motorhead. Oh, uh, same same complaint that everybody has about ACDC, that it's a shitty, stupid complaint that all their songs sound alike. Uh, it's a great like song, song it, If you like that song, it's dope. Uh, yo, I, I, I encourage everyone who thinks that all their sounds, songs sound alike to listen to the Ace of Spades album. It is fucking hits back to back, and they don't all sound this like. That record is top tier <laughs> rock record to me. An incredibly important, like punk leaning metal, like hardcore, like rock band. Yes, yeah. yes, it's yeah. awesome. your, your favorite band's favorite band's favorite band. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I listening to it recently. I said that Venom took the sound one way, and Discharge took the sound another way, and that's sure kind of that totally makes sense. All right, uh, next one: Black Sabbath. We're a hardcore podcast. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? I, I, what? I love Masters of Re- Master Reality. Is yep. good. Um, I. I don't care about most of their albums at all. Dude, yo, here's my question though. How can you like Masters of Reality? Like, do you not like Volume 4? Do you not like Paranoid? Do you not like Self Titled? First four Sabbath albums are awesome. Just straight up awesome. All right. So, Self Titled probably, yeah. Uh, I, but honestly, I think Master Reality is really weird and really amateurish. And I think it's cool for that reason. I mean, I think I'd say the same thing about Volume Four. I think it's uh, I celebrate the first four Sabbath records strongly, and then my favorite material is the first two, first three Aussie records. D- uh, no, Dio. No, Aussie solo albums. Oh, oh solo. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. You don't? Do you support any of the? Uh, yeah, it's Dio fine. Sabbath? Like, I, I like it, but like, I, I, I like the rainbow. The one rainbow record is really good. Um, and the, uh, like the Dio Sabbath stuff is good, but it's, it's such a different band. I don't like even comparing the two, you know, it's, it's cool. I know there's people who prefer the Dio stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm not there No, but yeah, I mean, those first four fucking records also looking at this, the amount of records they put out in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Is, it's, it's crazy. It's pretty L- crazy. Eight LPs in eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They didn't fuck around. Um, most European bands, to be honest, you know, we could do more and we will, but it's just been spread out. Like you've probably heard us talk about a lot of bands from like the liars of the world, the Congress rise and fall yeah, knuckle. We, talk, we, we talked, we yeah. talked some of the crucial response stuff. We, we've done a little bit on discharge. We've done some of the new wave of British hardcore stuff. Like we could do more, but maybe we'll just try to put it in a more concise. Maybe we'll do like best European hardcore bands episode, just like a rank them type thing, like our favorites. Sure. Sure. So, all right. Um, 
Final Draft, self-titled 7-inch. Never heard it. Don't know what it is. Got nothing. No. Okay. Um, Fame, Hollow Hope record. Uh, not familiar. I think it's a pretty new record. Um, Dame, self-titled. This is a band from Boston. I'm putting the clock on. This 12-inch came out. I actually played it on the uh, Axe Grind Radio episode I did. I really like it. They did an EP that came out with a lot of hype a few years back, and I th- didn't know if they were doing another record. I didn't know what was going on. But when the LP came out, I was shocked because it's a lot more post-punk than I imagined it would be. And I was really impressed with it because it didn't feel typical. And it kind of had this weird feeling. It, it didn't feel like a throwback, didn't like no fake fucking throwback bullshit, but um, had a really cool energy. And I think everyone should check out the Dame 12 inch that came out. I think it was self-released, but maybe Beach Impediment helped them or someone did. But uh, I, I think it's a fucking really cool record. All right. Yeah. Um, so check it I out. You can also go to Dame Boston, dame-bostonbandcamp.com and okay. hear it there. No, actually, it's not there. Let me find out where the fuck it it's is. It's on Beach Impediment. It's on Beach Impediment. Cool. So .bandcamp, beachimpedimentrecords.bandcamp.com. Check it out. Really cool record. Um, I think uh, a big fan. One of my favorite records of this year or last year or whatever the fuck it came out because it was not that long ago um july 28 2020 perfect you're right sharp tooth anything baltimore i think i think they might be my label mates uh, with drug church uh pure noise band maybe uh it is kind of if i recall a, a little bit on the like um very hardcore adjacent sort of uh Squonky, shrieky, weirdo tip. Okay. So, like, that explains it all. Uh, well, like, you know, those. Uh, listen, I don't, I don't want it. This is like a hardcore podcast, so it's weird. People think that if I say it sounds like kids who wanted to play heavy music who don't know hardcore, like that's going to sound like a fucking diss to our no, listeners. It's not. But, uh, but it sounds like it sounds like kids that wanted to play heavy music that like have that don't go through the hardcore lens. Exactly right. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, yeah, uh, not familiar. Um, interesting. They um, have toured some bigger tours, but nothing I'd consider traditionally hardcore in our sense here. But um, no. But yeah, interesting. Interesting fit. And let me look at something. Have uh, a couple studio albums out, including a new record, Transitional Forms, that came out in 2020. All right. There you go. Sharp tooth. Um, converge. You fail me. I, I think mean, it's I, an overlooked one in a record in the, uh, in the old discography of the, uh, the old verge. I think it used to be Tom and now is like counted right there. I think it's count. I think actually there's kids that put it like right next to Jane Doe. Really? Yeah. It, okay. it, it became, it became like a, it became one of the ones that people reference a lot. That's a yeah, I mean, the song You Fail Me is like so slow and like fucking dirgy. It's tremendous. Very cool. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the cover art for this record. Um, I do not have a encyclopedic Converge knowledge, nor am I a huge Converge fan. But this record and... Man, one of the weirder Converge records from the later era is the one that, like, I'm like, oh, I think that record's pretty good. 
Um, let's see. Let me find this shit. Is it All We Love We Leave Behind or Axe to Fall? It's, I believe it's Axe to Fall. Yeah, there's there's some fast parts on Axe to Fall that I really like. Yeah, there's there. Yeah, that's right. Axe to Fall has a few songs that don't hit two minutes that I'm really with. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think yeah, you fail me is kind of right up there. Mm. Um, quote: Never heard a mention of OS 101. Local favorite. They also chased Tony Victory in Chicago. All right. Uh, so this, is from the, this is all Bob because okay. this is if it's a local favorite, it's from the shore. It's very much from the shore. It's these. Are, yeah. So Skip School used to work at the Seaside Boardwalk. We would go see him. He had copies of. Oh, shit. What was the zine that they had down there? It was cool, though. Um, uh, he was nice enough. Um, I saw OS 101 a lot of times. There used to be a lot of OS 101 windbreakers. I'm not going to spend more than 45 seconds on this. I don't believe the story about Tony Victory. Um, I believe all the members were nice. Uh, the first EP on Resurrection AD Records is pretty good. And I would, pr- I can still sing you lyrics to it, though I'm not going to here. And I, uh, I see Hogan's heroes. Uh, yeah, Hogan's <laughs> heroes. Uh, funny note about Hogan's heroes: they played the only alone in a crowd show, and they <laughs> slept in the van and missed the entire set. Enough said. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Um, Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talk to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Day by day, South Florida Hardcore. Uh, I feel like we talked about them a ton in the very beginning when they were yeah. really popping, popping. Yeah, they were really going hard. And I think, you know, it's kind of the story old as time. Um, life starts happening and bands start doing other things and doing other bands. I'm curious how they would do if they kind of got back together because they've. it seems like there's still people who, who care about them. 
Yeah, I thought that they uh, were very exciting. And then they did the hardcore mistake of uh, doing an LP that just wasn't banger. And I feel like even if there's good songs on it, if you're that young into your career, you've got to hit it out of the park. When people are excited about you, you got to fucking bang. So, uh, would be interested to hear more. I didn't know that they, if, I didn't know that they were either broken up or maybe semi. Don't know. Like. I have no uh, idea. No intel on that. Okay. I bet there, it might not even be, it's just the way things operate, you know, like yeah. Uh, we're okay. now so, eight months so into not, a, a pandemic. I don't know if they're active or not. Right. You're right. So l- l- let me not misspeak. No, I have no notion that they're broken up just that I haven't heard from them in a little bit. That's all. Yeah. And, uh, I just think that they need a banger. They need an EP banger, 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 banger. All right, uh, guys, by the way, I'm, I'm reducing the time to 60 seconds. Okay. <laughs> no diss to any bands. We just got to get through this. 15 seconds. All right, here we go. Internal Affairs. Corey Williams. Uh, King of This Monomar. one's all you. This one's all you. Wild band at the time. Me? That's all I got. Oh. Yeah, well, that you were in California. I was there. Time, yeah. Yo, um, uh, Corey was one of the nicest guys. Uh, remains Still that. Good dude. Yeah, super amazing guy. Uh, I have nothing but love and respect. He was the first guy when I moved to California who was kind to me and that i'll never forget that kindness um never uh internal affairs never did it for me uh on record live they were put on a show like and were hugely important in a way that they are super underrated because california could have fallen apart there was a lot of positive energy coming out of carry on could have fallen apart but almost by strength of will Corey and internal affairs kept that energy going and kept their uh like a uh, scene going which is pretty yeah, fucking they impressive. bridged that gap between like carry on like terror and, and the newer stuff yes 100 percent. all right psychotic front man psychotic perfect hands of god uh we talked about this yeah yeah i thought we talked about this um you know california kind of like a they're in that like kind of drain gulch Triumvirate. Dead yeah. Heat kind of yep. crew. Yep. Um, little kind of more beat downy than the other folks. I think some of them share members, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I think they're broken up. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Dare. Um, stage dive video. Believe they have a new record coming on a label, and uh, that's all I can say about that. But young and exciting band who's got a lot of energy locally in Southern California, and I think is a, a, another one. Of like I think in 2020 they were planning to like, hey, let's just tour everywhere, and it was like, all right, let's go. So thanks, pandemic. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> pandemic. Um, dying wish. I mean, I let off my episode of WAX-A2G with it, yeah. with them. Um, I think this next record is going to be fucking huge. Um, I think if you like very well-played moshcore that's still hardcore, I think, I think you'd love it. This is up Pat's lane. I don't know if he's ever actually listened. No, I don't think I, I have. Is it up my lane? Oh, 100%. No shit. Okay. Yeah. Bit metal for my taste, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not some, but like this would never scratch an itch for you. But yeah. I think for Pat, yeah, could. I think he'd be surprised. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Cursed, the biggest caller band. Yeah, um, but maybe that's worth talking about. Do you think they were bigger than Left for Dead? No. Yes, I think they might have been shirt bigger. 
Sure, oh, bigger. Sure, bigger. bigger. But Left 4 Dead was like low key, really big in that scene. Yeah, yeah they were. It's a it's a good question. I wonder what the like major fans of that world are because I don't think any of the three of us is like a dyed in the wool cursed head, right? No, no. But I definitely wore a curse shirt in like two thousand two. Had to feels like I, when we play together, I'd wear the shirt and I was like, "It's a good shirt." Damn, was good live. A lot of like super impressive live, but I never really loved the records itself themselves. True. All right. Cursed. Uh, a, a huge influence on one of our sponsors. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Huge. That's cool. And put out by some of our other sponsors. That's right. Yeah. And put out. <laughs> the power and the glory. I got nothing, guys. Um, formerly known as Downpour. They were on Death Wish um, from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, featuring uh, Ken Two Four and a dude named Ezra who booked a ton of shows in in Atlanta in the early aughts, um, early two thousands metalcore, politically kind of uh, with like a political bent to it. Pat, do you remember them at all? Uh, one of the dudes was at the Drug Church show in Atlanta. Uh, hung out with him, took a photo for Trey at Deathwish um, uh, of us together. Uh, uh, they, they were uh, kind of like a Southern Converge. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. Hmm. Uh, Iron Lung. May, uh, to me, a band who a lot of people love, never totally did it for me. I've given it a bunch of tries. I will try again. Um, but even if you don't like them, it's hard to deny that they're vitally important to a whole world of stuff. That's they true. do their own like label, right? And own label, uh, several festivals and different shows that they've put together, um, kind of all over the place too. Like they've done those shows in New York as well as out in the Northwest, I think. So, I listened to one of the records and I actually quite liked it. Singer plays drums and sings, right? If I remember so. correctly, it, it, it's fucking. It's for our fans or for our listeners who are fans of uh, like power violence by smart people. So it sounds like spaz. So it, sounds like spaz. <laughs> it doesn't sound like spaz. Um, yeah, uh, very interesting. And long lived and prolific at this point. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, gut instinct. Heavy band from Buff- from Baltimore. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. The Baltimore breakdown. The seven inch is awesome. The back cover photo is actually a picture of the band release because they didn't have any good photos. Um, so they used a picture of a different band. The band's name is misspelled on the cover of the seven inch. The cover of the seven inch says gut instinct. That's cool. Um, the song rat Sick. bastard is awesome. Uh, my favorite lyric off the record is I'm coming down like a ton of bricks. Um, That's a good lyric. Good uh, lyric. It's awesome. Uh, uh, they have a couple shirts that sell for a ridiculous amount of money, uh, but it's worth it because gut instinct is awesome. All right. Um, fast break. Don't stop trying. Literally nothing. I love this era of fast break. Uh, I love it so much. This is uh, the coolest record of the late 90s straight edge youth crew, whatever, whatever stuff. Uh, these dudes were young. The energy on the seven inch is awesome. And Connecticut is cool in this time period. Um I have a shirt from this era 
that is maybe right after this era where they have a misspelling. So this is the spelling bee episode. Uh, it says looking forward and forward is spelled F O W A R D. They forgot. Big time problem. A lot of people spell it that way. And it's yeah. No bueno Connecticut public school systems. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually looking to buy furniture for my new place, and just visited a website where one of the links inside the website sa- says, "Make your project v- visit our shop, visit visit our shop." Not good. Um, you should not, not the not the most professional look. You should. Uh, or you you on some where, Wayfair shit or what? Uh, I'm on some playwood.it. Are you familiar with this? No, that sounds so bootleg. Well, I mean, .it means, isn't that mean Italy? Maybe. But, <laughs> oh, is that what they're saying? Are they saying visit, because vis, everything else is spelled Maybe correctly. Maybe is a type of a thing, man. But, I mean, like, .it usually means it's, like, the country that the... Yeah, that what, makes I, sense. That makes sense. But everything else here is spelled. Everything else here is in perfect English, so I have to imagine visity is is incorrect. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, out cold. I don't know about enough about the as much about them as I'd like to. Uh, prolific Massachusetts hardcore band, uh, hardcore punk on the faster side of things. I would like to like them more than I do. I've had several. I think that's how a lot of people feel. Yeah. Well, no. And I think there's people who, based on my opinion, fake the funk on it. And then I do know some straight up diehards who ride and die for this band. And it's like, yeah, every record they've put out is gold because they have a lot of records and uh, a lot of material. To me, a bit of it is one note. And I don't mean that in a dismissive way. It's all kind of good. But I mean, kind of good. I, I would like to like it more, and I just don't. Okay. It's like fast and like heavy, right? No, it's fast and no. like it's fast in that like eighties fast kind of way, and like it's angry and it's snarling, but it just there's not a lot of tension or drama in it. If you want me to be like dismissive, I don't mean that in a dickhead way. They're just raw bones. Like, hey, we're fast hardcore. We're gonna go. I will say that when I saw them live, they were uh, excellent live. Like they were superior live band and that sort of was a huge separator so it's like shit when you see a band who's awesome live and they play a style of hardcore you like and you're like they're clearly better than many of their peers why don't their records stick to my bones like i'd like them to it's just what right. it is um inside out new york coonskin cap core yeah i don't care i saw them once don't need to see him again. You shop at the Beatus Malls. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Jane Doe would make a nice deep dive. You guys want to do a Jane Doe deep dive? We can. I, mean, I think we just do a converge deep a, dive. Converge Jane Doe and on deep dive, maybe? I think it's. I think that's funny. Like maybe there's a before. Maybe it's a two-parter where we do converge up to and including Jane Doe and then the post-Jane Doe material. I think that's actually a good idea. Like splitting it up would be fun. Okay. Well, it's, it's on the list. Uh, DB deep dive. Yep. We've talked about it. Uh, maybe it's a, it's a hard maybe from my other two hosts. I, I I'd be down. What was that one? D beat. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd give, I you think, know, I'm I think there's enough that we could put it like I could put together a list of five to 10 bands that do stuff really well that I think you guys would fuck with. Um, Absolutely. Rosetta. 
Philadelphia band. Um, I have nothing. On heavy. It. Okay. Heavy. Well, well regarded by a lot of people. Um, kind of like smart heavy. Okay. Uh, another band I have nothing on. Beecher. B e e c h e r. I don't think I do either. Tom. Oh, I can fucking. I I know something about this, and I just can't get it. Hold on, give me one second. Let me just Google for a second because I feel like there's something in my head that I go, oh, no, I totally know that. And then <laughs> sadly in 2020, that's usually like, oh, yeah, I think somebody's been canceled. No, no. They were from um, they were uh, they're from England, from Manchester. And I feel like how did, how would I have known that? I don't know if they played some shows. With, oh, they were on earache. Oh, interesting. OK. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I don't, sorry. I'm sorry. We're not there. Sex positions. Um, interesting band that kind of like hit a creative dead end and I don't mean them, but I mean like what they were doing kind of never picked up. Um, it was really rudimentary basement hardcore with really rudimentary, uh, basement, uh, electronics and it worked. It was mostly good. Uh, live, they put on a great show. Never really got in on the recordings, but they did a really cool demo with a like multicolor screen printed cover that I think I never got rid of because it just was too cool. Um, major shout outs to Rich Peruzzi, and uh, he did a cool design for Axe to Grind that maybe we should we should use as a T shirt or sticker or something. We got to do yeah, that. That's oh, dope. Right. Let's do it. Yeah, I back Sex Positions and The Dedication. Yeah. Uh, Dedication did have some fucking... You know, that early Death Wish stuff, there's some fucking stuff that goes under people's radars now, but was buzzy at the time and is still cool today. All right. Cool. Um, uh, Scarlet, Richmond, Virginia. Metalcore? I've tried so many times, dude. (laughs) Metalcore? I don't... uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I've tried so many times, Not my shit. Uh, quicksand slip um a perfect record i don't think there's anything bad i can say about it i love it um it's very important to me i uh put it in probably my top five records of all time i was just gonna say that's my definitely my in my top five favorite records general not hardcore adjacent like yeah literally one of my top five records ever yeah yeah, I, I love it. I think it's good weirdo music. And I feel like if you're someone who it hasn't clicked with, that's okay. And there might be some people out there who it'll never click with. But more people I know than not who like music and who like guitar music or aggressive music uh, eventually find themselves listening to this and going, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Right, I get yep. it now. Uh, d- did you guys see when I – sorry, the Scarlet thing just reminded me. Um <laughs> when I said that Fleetwood Mac sucks on Twitter. Yeah, I said, um, I said, get the fuck out of here. You were well, just trying to get it, people's roused. It, listen, it's, it, Taylor Young from a million bands uh, tweeted, bro, you talked about the chariot on your hardcore podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I do remember saying that. I was like pretty psyched. That. Shout out Taylor. And, and, and that just reminded me of Scarlet. But, but here's what's funny. We've had some experience with this. Taylor is a respected dude. Right. And you, if you were paying attention, you'd know that Taylor and I are friends who also have worked together on several things. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't, you might just think, Oh, 
this guy I don't like, Patrick, is now getting greenlit by this official dude. Now I can say the thing that I want to say. Let me light him up, right? Yeah. So I had a couple total fucking clowns attempt that shit. And really? I, and yeah, and I just, I liked it because it was like, oh, right. Like if I was fucking 20, I would feel like persecuted online. But being a grown man, you're like, you're like, brother, this is like, like, that's my actual dude. And yeah. it's okay. To, it's okay to green light me. I'm also a grown man. You can always find something to make fun of. You know what I mean? So, but I just enjoy, like for a weird, for a weird moment, like I got off a plane to a, to a text from Taylor being like, sorry, I didn't expect that to take any, <laughs> to get, get any traction. So I thought I was going to open my shit and like, it was going to, but it was really just a couple buttheads, but the, the, uh, but I just thought that that was still like, oh, right. That's still a thing. Like the weird green light, you know, but that's you what know, Scarlett reminded uh, me of. Good term too. Also, we should, we should say if you, if you were doing something and you think you just saw someone else who's doing it and that gave you a green light, automatically question yourself and the things that you're doing in your life. Because 100% you, yeah, you, you just got to stop. You got to stop. You got to stop. You got to realize, whoa, 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 what am I doing on the volition of someone else doing it? Now I think I can. Uh, do not do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go back and uh, reevaluate everything. Don't be too comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Really quick, before we forget, we're, we're more than halfway through. We're cruising. We're going to be done. Halfway we're through. Good. We're good. We're good. We're, we're almost done. Um, there's something cool. <laughs> a six-hour podcast uh, about bands that no one knows. Fast Break, Don't Stop Trying. We're talking about Connecticut. There's something cool going on in Connecticut. Tom, why don't you, you kick it? Our friend, friend of the podcast, friend to all, except when you're an asshole on the internet and he will come and pound you out. Um, Jay Reason has opened a record store, record slash culture store. Okay. I'm good. In Milford, Connecticut called Static Era. Yeah, it's cool. Um, They have a bunch of records. They have like, like, you know, Dave Murphy, a bunch of people brought some like OG shit to the shop to hang up and stuff like that. I... They're open on Fridays and Saturdays, and then you can make like appointments to go during the week, which is pretty banging. If you want like a curated kind of like, I would like to look at the Streets of Hate fanzine at four thirty on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, so it officially opened uh, on the sixteenth, um, and they were on the news up there. And uh, the 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 person from the news station that came to like do a little like promo thing with them his name was sean mccabe which i thought was very kind of it was a cool crossover so that someone that shared a name with sean frank and dagger was talking about this hardcore um record store uh yeah i'm, I'm really psyched and proud of jay so i hope it goes incredibly well so it's up in milford connecticut and it's called static era everybody should follow it i think it's static era records on Instagram. So, uh, yo, shout out to the homie Jay. Uh, always cool to see people doing stuff. Brick and mortar in 2020 is not just cool, but it's a fucking bold move. Love it. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. So this one's a funny twofer. Um, quote, when's the last time anyone talked about Harkonnen part two, literally the next comment, Hydra head metalcore, nut Harkonnen botch. And then, Shortly thereafter, and I brought it and uh, kind of clumped it together, uh, as Patrick Kinlan would say, brown pants metal. 
So <laughs> why don't we tackle Harkonnen, Nut, and Botch all together? We have talked about at least Botch more. Yeah, than- yeah um, Botch, uh, Harkonnen, and the the Newt. band that nobody no, knows how to say Knut. Nut. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is all pretty cool if you're into uh, heavy music that doesn't have mosh parts. Right. Harkonnen was like a project band from Seattle with that dude Aaron Edge. Oh right. They were they were also they were almost they were supposed to be label mates with uh, Indecision Sound Majority. They were supposed to get signed to Exit back then. Oh interesting. Um and I don't know what happened with that. Then I guess they went on to to Deathwish. Um Botch create you know created a thousand imposters um that I think may have kind of cut away at their legacy to me because the, the copies aren't nearly as good as the original. Yeah. Um, I think, I, 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 I think they're on the other, like there was a, like a, like a tipping point for a reunion that would have, well, keep going. That would have been like feverish. Yeah. Like if they would have actually done it at, like there was a peak moment that they could have done it, that they chose not to that. Like, I think it'll still be big now, but they the window is slowly closing. Cool. Agreed. Candiria. And I don't know anything about Canut yeah. or Canute. Candiria. Tom, I think you're our Candiria head. <laughs> by, pro- <laughs> by, proxy. Yeah, yeah. by proxy. Lots of fans in Albany. Huge in Albany. Albany had a weird love for like all the weird New York bands like Crisis. Yep. Oh, we saw Crisis every fucking month. Every they were there month. constantly. Um, Candiria, kind of like a, a not hardcore band Correct. that yes. somehow became part of like Brooklyn and New York hardcore. Um, some hardcore dudes in the band, some like hardcore Jace dudes that like knew like Snapcase and VOD. Totally cool. Um, I've known a lot of those dudes for my literally entire life in hardcore, two of the guys especially. Um, they were fucking moshcore and jazz and rap and i'm doing it a disservice because that sounds terrible um but like i think they had songs that when it hit they were incredible cool pat uh yeah people love to respect this back in the day because they could all i mean they were insane musicians like they were ahead yeah uh it's kind of i went back and listened to the one with the truly hideous cover recently. And uh, it's I mean, none of them are great. It's a tough listen. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Really? Tough. 16 year old Bob also thought it was a tough listen. Um, taken. Um, okay. Uh, sort of, in my view, I enjoyed them more than Poison the Well doing the same sound as Poison the Well. Um, it's sort of in that pocket of uh kind of whatever uh, bob hates this new school hardcore because it to me is not metalcore uh and it is and it's not, not that moshy right it's yeah it's not i mean the one record uh i think is if you're a poison the well fan and you're not into taken you should at least give taken a shot yo new school hardcore yeah, I I think would- you're just misusing it new school hardcore is is baggy pants and like kind of like rhythmic grooves but that's okay sorry oh no that i mean but that applies here too like this would be on the Mm. you know 2000s end of that okay 
Tom. Yeah, I mean, I think this is like along the lines of like the stay forward and stuff of like, oh, yeah, yeah, metalish, but not like too like. There's there's not a ton of mosh to it, but it's like metally like yeah. It's like it's and it's like it's almost like screamo metal for lack of better terms. Yes. That's what it was. And it's like, and I think like if if you would ask Jeremy, I bet you this a band like this had a pretty big influence on early Jeremy getting into you know starting uh, two shades oh, stuff like that. Yeah, no question, no doubt, no question. Fan of the band, and uh, they certainly had a following in Orange County, and as did the the band who followed Taken, Makoto. So, um, oh, that's right, Turmoil, who we talk about a little bit. Um, the, what's the what's the one record? How come I'm blanking on it? Uh, process of process of um, uh, the the metalcore record for people who don't, you know, who wouldn't consider themselves somebody who wants to hear a metalcore record. Facts. It's it's really fucking great. Far more influential than they get credit for. Yeah, because I think like when people's like, oh, we sound like a we're, like they're like a '90s ish band. Like when they describe like newer bands, I think there's like three or four bands that they always tend to lump into that. Yeah, and I don't think tor- turmoil is included in that as much as they should be. No, that's right. Cause for alarm. Um, classic NYHC that gets lost in the shuffle that for whatever reason, despite the fact that like it feels like in the 90s they were kind of right at the top of the heap. Nah. Yeah, yeah well, uh, listen, uh, at least in top visibility. Of the heap top, top of the, visibility top of the heap, but I, I guess I should clarify. Pre-1985 New York Hardcore 7 Inches in 1997, this was much more well-regarded than it was even five years later. Sure, sure. But, I mean, they also had victory behind That's exactly that's right. what I'm the saying. The access th- th- to it where... made all the difference. Yes. Right. Like That could have been Antidote if yes. Antidote wasn't hard to find. Exactly. But Antidote's you know better. They I mean? were good. Antidote's better. Urban Weight's better. Uh, the Abused is better. I like United Blood <laughs> more. I like yeah. – um, and I like the Mob 7-inch more, too. Uh, but this is still like a good fast hardcore. Record. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, Pat rides for some of the weird cause for alarm LPs of the '90s. So shout out. I do like the yeah. victory stuff that nobody listens to. N- not a living person on earth listens to uh, that today. Um, I can picture the cover. Yeah. To, I, yeah. Pro- promo oh, CD alley. That's you've been like gold, honestly. Um, yep. All right, uh, we got it here. Left for Dead, cult following. Chris Callahan, Patch Band. Yeah, one but time, not, patch band. but not a black patch band, like a white patch with red print patch band. Like not a crust, not not crust, obviously, but y- yeah, different, a different patcher. Not a drop dead patch, but you might see one next to a drop dead patch. Yeah, um, core patches, and uh, actually pretty good. I think that I think that Left for Dead has more uh, hits for this style of music than most. Okay, Haymaker. Um, kind of more famous for the antics and and yes. and, and provocation yeah. than the music. I've recently tried to revisit the music, to be honest, because people that know me know that I have a contrarian streak and want to like stuff like this. Um, musically, I I think it's like you got to be a real like a real fan of this type of hardcore and then want to hear it from these dudes. Um, but I, I mean, certainly, I'll tell you what. I don't know how it did everywhere else. This had a fucking moment in Albany, New York. Yeah. People wanted to love this a lot. And 
I don't know if that translated, but they loved it in Albany. Yeah, definitely well known for the antics. I don't know if I could name a song, but I knew they were sort of, you know, they were just infamous for for what they the were antics. Doing. And I, and from what I know, the antics seemed like uh, lots of stories. Yes, some of them real, but also some exaggeration. Cool posset art on the one record. Music, nothing to home about. Um, another envy, Far Side. That's you. I love them. Uh, I think Monroe Doctrine's perfect. I think um, Rigged is very good. I think self-titled the self-titled EP is awesome. The first song on that record is uh, undeniable '90s jam, um, kind of like the hardcore kids alt band. Even though they were yep. from the alt scene, they were from the hardcore scene and kind of played to it. Um, the Monroe Doctrine, but they were yeah. They were- Go ahead. What are you saying? Go ahead. No, the guy. Uh, the Monroe Doctrine probably would be better off without the silly joke tracks, but otherwise, it's a uh, incredible record. Yeah, I mean, I think like I always say, like them and Sensefield were like the hardcore, the alt bands that hardcore kids could like wear their shirt or like their band without being ridiculed. I tried very hard to get Farside to do a record in two thousand six, based on some weird math, because it was it took them. It was a long time between records. They did the EP in '94, and then their next LP didn't come out until 2000 or until '99. And I was like, "Hey guys, it's been it was like five or six years between your records. It's been another five or six years, so I think you guys are due for another record. So like, let's get on this." Uh, that didn't didn't go very far. Um, <laughs> think I care. Uh, I can. Uh, uh, there's the first era, the faster era is the stuff I like more, where they're on dead same. alive, um, and then they get heavier. And there's some people who ride for that in a way that like has far surpassed uh, what I could have imagined. There's some people who really, really ride for it. And shout out, I also know people who love the entire catalog who are along for the ride. Um, they kind of went from being an exclaim like SSD uh, siege kind of like love this stuff, but like, let's throw in some sheer terror too, to go and Hey, what, where do we go from sheer terror and evolving more into like a New York hardcore sound? Yeah. I prefer the faster stuff myself, Pat, anything. Honestly, don't know if I, it, I, I think you I've might, only heard yeah. mongrel. What, what, what era is that? What's that? I think I've only heard mongrel. What era? Oh, that's is like that? mid era. That's like the last of the fast stuff. But as they're moving towards the slowing things down, they're in peak okay. peak share terror mode at that point. I think. Gotcha. Feels like something that would have done pretty well with a certain group of people in Albany. Oh, it was huge. Yeah, huge. Sense. Still is. One of our listeners is going to write us uh, almost immediately. Great, love it. Hot water music, and specifically, where do they go slash fit in relation to hardcore? Uh, I love fucking hot water music. Used to be right right in the pocket. Like used to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were like a fucking, they were like a crust band with singing. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like where they fit. And and would they not far from the way we said like, Hey, this is a band that was like far side and Sensefield were alt bands that were okay for hardcore. It's like hot water music was like melodic, melodic punk not punk that was very okay for every hardcore kid to like yeah i mean they're the american leatherface no yeah that's a yeah. Good way to put it okay um but yeah they they played a ton of hardcore shows um so i mean they still put out records that have 
a bunch of good songs on them still to this day. Okay. Feel it. Um, rotting out. Uh, we ch- go back to Mosh Madness. We cover the um, their first LP, which is, I think, my personal high water mark for them. Uh, aggressive, do a great job of merging, um, of merging hardcore and like skate punk, and just having super high energy. Uh, really important band to LA. Yeah, I mean, I think Street Prowl is a fucking modern classic record. Yeah. I'm not I'm not being quiet because I got a beef. I just I, I, I don't have much to say. True. Okay. Cool. Um Thou. Anything on Thou? Mm, in the in that uh in in that lane of like uh full of hell and uh, the body and stuff like that. Uh People like it in the same, like same weirdos that like self-defense tend to like it. Um, uh, I think they're from the South. New Orleans. <laughs> um, from Louisiana. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Baton Rouge, but I think you're right. Um, and uh, yeah, kind of like challenging stuff that like never gets over the hump of popularity because it's too weird, but uh, it has fans. They are from Baton Rouge. Oh, shit. I'm you're, good. You're correct. Look at you. Go Tigers. Um, I review. I revisit. I listened to this recently. It's actually really good. There you go. It's like slow and sludgy, and they do a lot of kind of um, projects, like record projects. They do a Nirvana record. Yep, it's pretty cool. Um, Undertow, the band Pat does not play bass for. I will fucking smash you. I'm going. I'm going to be in Seattle when this episode is out, and. I will give you. I will give Pettibone your new address. <laughs> Listen, he'll come to the door, and I'll say, I'll look him in the eye, and I'll say, I don't know. Uh, you, can we admit that you could play the bass parts? And he'll go, Yeah, I definitely could. And I'll go, Okay, well, then we're off to. I, mean, I think he actually played bass in Undertow before he sang. Uh, um, there you go. One of my, one of the most influential hardcore bands on my um, musical trajectory. Um, I still think they're great. Um, his voice has gotten better over time. Uh, both EPs are great. The LP is great. You can get... Um, they put out something called Everything. on. I think it's on Indecision Records. Uh, that's a discography that covers everything. No pun intended. Um, highly recommended. And, and if it's not... It, that is more what I think Pat thinks is new school. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's not metalcore. Yeah, I yeah, think Undertow, Undertow of, would be more lean that way to me, you know? To what, metalcore or no, new, new school? school? New school, new school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like it's probably at the time it was like the heaviest thing ever, but now it's like you listen to it, you're like, oh, okay. Says, like this is like a fucking hardcore yeah, when, yeah, yeah. Like Undertow's to me hardcore slash if you want to throw it to like 90s and then you if you wanted to give it a new school, you could totally do that. Taken to me is a lot more screamy – Screamo emotive metal core. And if you want to go screamo emotive metallic See, I, I, hardcore, I'll accept that. But I don't, it's sure. not new school. There's a slightly it, it, timing wise, I also put it a little earlier. Oh, I, I would definitely, that would take and would be on the outside of, of that. Win- it would be on the far end of that window. But here's my point What do you consider poison the well? Metalcore. Metalcore. 
See, I I don't consider it metalcore. I don't think it, I think that it's one it's one degree shy of metalcore. So that's why I got to find a name for it. Uh, let's see what Wikipedia says. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Uh, Poison Well is an American metalcore band from Miami, Florida. There you go. There you go. Not buying it. Okay, sure. Damnation AD. I get major pushback on this. I think that their records sound bad, so I don't like them. I think No More Dreams of Happy Endings is a metalcore classic. Um, and I think the title song is top 15 metalcore songs ever. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, like some of it, don't ever find myself revisiting it, but no, no negative feelings towards it. I was more of a battery guy, which is funny to say. Go back to the gym, you fucking assholes. Um, SFA. Featuring Rachel Rose and of Indecision fame. Uh, um, I like the new morality LP, um, but it's like, not love. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, they were like the original like hate core band. Um, it's cool. They never really kind of... They were never a thing in my era of hardcore. No, no. I, they were in Europe. They were in Europe and did okay when Rachel was in the band, but like I don't think they ever I mean it's a weird thing to say. They were very blue collar as a band. I don't mean that in any sort of like stance on what their background was personally, but they they were kind of like uh middle of the road forever and I don't say that in a bad way. I think the numerality LP is cool. I actually love the record art for that. And you could probably find some songs on here. It's kind of meat and potatoes New York hardcore. Yeah, listen to Gyroscope. But they weren't hard, hatecore like racist hatecore. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 right. no. Not like that. Nerve agents. I can't generate a feeling. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to listen to the Numerality tonight and see if I remember any of it. See if you remember. The, the, the record art is really cool. Other than that, it's, you know, it's fine. It's not memorable. Um, nerve agents. Fun. How are people Great saying band. we don't talk about this shit? I feel I like know, I lived the to- nerve agents <laughs> since starting this podcast. <laughs> right. Like we didn't talk about SFA. We, ha- we actually haven't talked much. No, you, we've referenced them for Rachel, but we've never talked about them. The numerality LP is cool. I, I it's sort of like, oh, you guys have never talked about awkward thought. Yo, I know three people who like awkward thought and they're my like good friends, but like why are we gonna talk about awkward thought? You know? Like, yeah. like I don't think Rachel likes SFA and she was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yo, it's it's all good. People are really, uh, yo, you know what? If they're digging and they're, uh, you guys haven't talked about SFA, it's like oh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, That's true. Uh, Nerve Agents, I love them. Um, first two records, the self titled and um, uh, Night Days of the White Owl, I love. The third LP, the third record is good, not as good as those, but it was sort of that like turn where it's like, oh, okay, like what's going to happen after this would have made or broke that record. I, I largely enjoyed them live. They were fucking unbelievably great. Unbelievable. I prefer redemption. Yeah. But nerve agents are great. And I think like they were like, if they would have kind of stuck, like they were on that AFI trajectory. Yeah. Somewhere between raid Senate and AFI, there was a place carved out for the nerve agents. Yeah. 
they could have killed it. But yeah, I, I prefer Redemption 87. Uh, love Redemption 87. Redemption 87 reunion in like 2004 at the Bay was in the Bay was unbelievably good. Like, where they play? They played a Gilman show and they played the Pound. And I went to the Pound show and it was just fucking awesome. Lots, lots, and oh, lots of stage time. Not big. No, it was yeah, awesome. awesome. Um, okay. Modern Life is War Witness. And here's the quote. It's a 10 of 10 classic and nothing else sounds like it. What gives? So before we go to the minute, I'm going to give my preamble. I saw that and gave it a big, all right, dude. All right. Hold your horses. Uh, To me, it's not a 10 of 10 classic. Lots of people it is, all that. I was like, all right. doesn't sound like anything else. I don't believe that either. So I went and listened to it and gave it a whole album listen today. Uh, it does have its own thing going on. Um, I could pull and probably pull apart and say, hey, this sort of sounds like this. This sort of sounds like that. I'm not going to do it that disservice. Um, it was much better than I remembered. And I wouldn't say I'm a fan in any way, but like uh, I never gave it the proper time of day. And and they are doing their own thing on that. So, so major props. Um, Modern Life is War. Witness. I, mean, I think at the time, nothing sounded like it. Oh. I think they begat a ton of um, bands after them that some went on to kind of bigger things like Defeater. Yeah. And I would go to far as to say, like, I bet you a lot of dispute fucking like that record a lot. Oh, I think there's a whole world. I think all the touche, all those that bands. world kind of saw an opportunity to do some of the screamo stuff they did, but also have a foot in hardcore and not to say that modern life is worse that, but they, they saw that you can be kind of outwardly very emotive music and be uh, firmly entrenched in the hardcore world. Yeah. I mean, I think for the, for the time for its era, it's definitely, to me, it's a classic. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I seeing this band around that time, they were fucking incredible. Um, I think the record's pretty great. PK still I got revisited recently. It's still great. I think there's a difference between <laughs> inviting in new listeners and I've, it, 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 but I can't reward these people. Like I, <laughs> we've talked about this record so many fucking times. My brain hurts. Where this person that wrote us, did, did, has, is it somebody that's listened to our, to our podcast? Can we confirm this in some way? Yo, uh, I feel no, like we we've, can't. Ta- that's true. we've talked about this one. Have we? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a fair listen. It's fine. It's not my it's not my cup of tea per se, but I was I it was more than the sum of its parts. How about that? Like you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I think that's pretty yeah, fair. Like that. I, I could start pulling in influences, but they did different things with those influences. Uh in control. Nardcore. Anything. No, not um, really. Yeah. A big not band really. locally in California, especially in Ventura County. Uh, big shout outs to Zach, who does the 185 Miles South podcast, uh, who does some really cool stuff over there. Um, in Control, I never totally loved. I think I ordered the uh, the Nard Curse 7-inch. I think that's their first record, maybe, on Camel Clutch Records. Uh, if I got any of that wrong, hit me up, Zach. But, uh, but yeah, um, never totally my bag, but they certainly had it. They were good. No, I, now that I'm thinking, I can picture that one record with, uh, like with like the buildings in Oxnard. Oh, Yo, you know what I love the most? There's like two tall buildings in Oxnard. 
and they made it they put it on the record cover like it was like the downtown skyline of new york or chicago or like something yeah but, but <laughs> so good no exaggeration literally two buildings that aren't like they're they're a football field across from each yeah, other yeah yeah it was so good i love <laughs> you know they get 100 points for that alone um well we just mentioned them afi i fuck with afi heavy yeah so this is patrick does not about it. yeah this is the the gradient Tom fucks with them heavy. I fuck with them uh, a little. Like I'm, I'm like uh, the the baby bear, and Patrick fucks with them none. So, uh, a, um, yo, uh, what's his name? Davy Havoc, a legit human who who likes hardcore too. Like it's funny and weird to me when people make it a big scene that like, yo, he was moshing, but like, if you live in California for more than an hour, there's a good chance you've been in the pit with Davy Havoc. That's cool. You know, no big deal. I was on tour in California and I moshed with Davey Havoc. It's in a band that happened to get big. He's a fucking vegan straight edge hardcore kid that likes fucking Smiths. It's true. Like, or I mean, likes fucking, you know, Dead Can Dance. Like, get over it. All right. Uh, anything on Three Week Old Roses? No. Got nothing. Nothing. Uh, Forced Down. Um, San Diego. I haven't listened to them in a long time. I think I liked Force Down more than Amenity, but I found both to be good dollar bin seven inches that you could get at Doctor Strange Records by the handful. Like, oh, I want to buy 10 Force Down seven inches. No problem. Would you like more? We have some, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's accurate. Okay. Uh, Robot Whales. Um, you could probably speak to this one to... Uh, yeah. Great degree. Um, kind of one of those things that people wanted to be hyped and then it wasn't there for long enough to be hyped. Uh, they played like five shows. Um, one of my best friends played guitar and wrote all the songs. Another guy from my town was in it. Um, and the singer Tyler was in a lot and is a buddy and listener. So shout out Tyler. Uh, was in a lot of bands, notably Twitch's Own, which became a new enemy, Spanish Bombs, Wet Witch. Um, and uh, yeah, like a unique frontman and a unique lyricist who um, like sadly probably never got his due because his bands, he toured a little no. bit, but not a whole ton. Yeah. I feel like he, he was, he was like on to the next very quickly. Well, in some of those bands, like right? a new enemy was interesting because it was around for a few years, but they just, <laughs> I think they shared some members with other bands that were very active. Right. And then also they were active doing other things in their lives at that point. And, that was probably the band and the timing where it would have worked out where it's like, Hey, we're all like 19, 20, 21, 22. Let's go do this. And then, right. then you're not anymore. And you've got other things going on in your life. Um, I, I love robot whales. Uh, the vehicle LP is really good and uh, you should try to find one. There's only like 350 around cause I had to destroy like 200 of them. So. Oh shit. Happens. The hated. Patrick, you familiar? DC. Oh, no. Not really. Not enough to talk. It's good. It's good, actually. Kind of like the bridge. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, you know. Screamo band. Yeah. Yes. Bridge between Um, the Rev Summer stuff and like Moss Icon to me. Um. This, if it's the Screamo band that I'm thinking of, this was the uh, sort of, um, uh, what would you call it? Like the the Holy grail of screamo, uh, unre- like stuff that needed a re-release Correct. for a long time. Correct. 100%. Um, 
it was kind of like a record record collectors darling for a yes. while. Yeah, the, the vermin scum type thing. Like all the anybody who this was like all the born against guys' favorite record kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um cool. Cool record, cool band. I'm a fan. Uh people should try to track it down. Um, I was just gonna say actually I I I legitimately don't think I've listened to this since like two thousand three. So I'm now curious if I should check it out. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while for me, but I think probably like 2011, I found it on one of those blog sites still. I was like, oh, they hate it. Cool. Um, you guys, I'm going to lean on you. Acme. Uh, we've talked about it. I, these people are frauds. Listen to every episode, everybody, so we don't got to go through this stuff. Uh, Tom and I both acknowledge that the Acme record is hard and good. However, it doesn't stick to your ribs in the same way that, for example, Cave In uh, Until Your Heart Stops does. Right, very influential in when uh, when it came out on fuck what was the label John Dudek from very oh was shit. it Edison Edison, Edison. Oh, good job God. Guys. Yo, good job hold on can we both just say that there is such a void in our lives that we remember that like there's just <laughs> there, there's a hole that we need to fill with something else I talked about it, the it, it I be- talked about the very catalog the other day and it's like when when was the last time there was a very catalog like what the fuck. Oh, I mean, John R.I.P. John Dudek. Yeah. Yeah. But Great dude, once, really once, wonderful guy. Once you start talking about like stick figure carousel and the very catalog <laughs> and all this other shit, it's like, yo, it might just be time. We might have to get families, Tom. You guys got to like, work you know on what it. I mean? Like we, it might be time because I've never said that, but it's uh, like the fact that I knew it was Edison recording. It's, just, it's, it's time for me sure. to stop. Yeah. All right. Um, Yo, we, we love everyone who listens to our podcast because you know we are going through all this. We're getting there, guys. We're, we're, I can see the end of the tunnel. Union of. So, can we click these boxes that we talked about these bands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now. Na- I never yeah, have to I'm put them this again. on a, a spreadsheet that's like, no, we have talked about them. Reference, episode, whatever. Um, Union of Uranus. What a name. <laughs> I got nothing. That's That seems like it's a pat band, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, so this whole thing that was going on, like uh, it, it, this one is uh, second tier. Yeah. Okay. There's people that disagree with that, but I think of the uh, sort of screamo stuff that also crossed over into like abolition territory. This was uh, upper second tier. Okay. And notable because Yannick, who went on to be in His Heroes Gone and Tragedy, was also in this band. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Uh, da, 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 da. Native Nod, um, a band I wanted to like, but don't think I really liked. Yeah, it's another emo, like emo one. Third yep. tier kind of. Yeah, like Merrill or Ethel Meserve. That's what I always equate all those bands with. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, stop and Think. Uh, either of you have feelings on Stop and Think? Zero feelings. Zero. No, they were good. Uh, liked them a lot. Uh, Joey C uh, played guitar. Good friend, always knew all those dudes. I know that. Yep, yep. Righteous jams. Yeah, um, they uh, were really hit or miss live. They were either really good. I think I saw them. I saw them like ten times. Uh, I think they were really good. Like three, maybe four times. They were really good. Then they were eh, fine. Like two, three times. And then they were really bad. Like, like, w- are they playing the same songs? Are they playing songs the other time? So uh, it was kind of like a pretty big difference between them and some of the bands who came 
shortly thereafter. Like, like, yo, one of the things that set mental apart was they were a really tight band and they always were really good. And that just wasn't what stop and think was about. Okay. Um, incendiary. And the quote is talk more about incendiary, please. And thank you. Band is perfect. I basically refuse. I feel like we talked about incendiary. Um, yeah, please, please go back. We literally do an interview with Brian Audley, uh, like the fourth episode. It's, it's really good. Right. They are a perfect band. They come up often. They haven't put a record out in about two years. Um, but I still think they've been writing. I, uh, me and Audley and Garone went out for a little brunchy a couple nice, weeks ago. Nice. Um, they're back, you know, and and uh, Audley is is working on some stuff. There so um, look, see, I mean, I think you know EP or something. But yeah, I I think we talk about them a lot, and I think sometimes we try to use this as a platform to talk about other bands. Like there's bands that don't need any. We, we could never mention Incendiary again. And they'll still be fucking huge. Like they don't need oh, us to fucking oh, talk yeah. about them. Yeah, yeah. They they don't need us. So we try to displace our energy on other stuff as well. Cool. Um, another breath. Syracuse. Uh, Rochester? Rochester. Yeah, Rochester. 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 I think. I missed all of this attitude yeah. and fucking another so breath. Hannah, let's let's Pat. Let's let's cut real quick. Um, had a moment, especially locally. Is there anything from another breath you'd say is vital to revisit unless you're actively trying to learn about Rochester? Uh, yeah. If you're like a rivalry yeah. verse sort of like go. if that era speaks to you, this could be a hidden gem by your standards. Okay. Have you ever eaten a garbage plate? No, I've been vegan so long. I can't fuck with it. Has your father? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. He he would get too snobby about something called a garbage plate. Yeah, I I think it was offered to me at one point, and I was like, mm, and I I passed. Uh, I sort of am happy I did. If you don't know what a garbage plate is, please look it up. It's it's not great. Um, the gorgeous, not a clue. Can they not? They have to be metalcore, right? Yeah, my heart is a band called Kid Gorgeous, but that is the that's gorgeous. not them. All right, let's not let's not spend time on stuff we don't know. We got we got a lot to go. Um, ringworm, what? Shh, How much ringworm. more do we got? Ringworm. To go? We're good. We're just keep going. I I mean, I, ringworm. Um, we spoke yeah, we about like that. The promise is a great it's battle. It's better than integrity. Oh, it, yo, right. Tom, is it better than integrity? Um, over the, the long promise long, yes. is the best. Yes, uh, I'm more integrity, but the. Uh, the integrity ties are better, but it did, nothing that Ringworm has done has been embarrassing. Okay. There, right, you there go. we go. Pearl Jam. Uh, I love them. Tom, you really like them, right? I ride for them. We're going to see them on the beach next yes, summer. Uh, Patrick, give us 15 seconds on Pearl Jam. Sure. Uh, early stuff, like early, early stuff, the 10, et cetera, or whatever, uh, might be a little of its time for some people, but then the next three records uh, yep. probably worth a lot of uh, probably worth a lot of our listeners time yep agree uh crazy spirit new york stuff that i largely missed but from what i understand had a cool energy and there was a lot of interesting stuff going on at the time anything on crazy spirit no i think no in that, that's a part of new york that i don't understand that yeah, i've in never that lo- been in the loft punk world i think they were sort of not loft punk they were almost like 
spiky punk bringing it into yeah. like 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 japanese yeah, hardcore. More hardcore it was weird uh, it was parallel to loft punk stuff but um that's where the shows would happen but i feel like that like hank had the hammerheads uh, who killed spike the jacket other, uh, um which to be honest turned me off the name was really like kind of rough to me but uh, yeah, crazy like spirit, Warthog. cool. The Warthog is awesome. Like Warthog is awesome. Fantastic. So crazy. Yeah, I think anyone who likes hardcore could like. Yeah, Warthog. especially their, their latest EP uh, is fucking unreal. Um, all right, there we go. Uh, cult leader. We talk about cult leader almost extensively on a recent Patreon episode. So please sign up for our Patreon. Um, do you want to give us short uh, a eight second summary on cult leader, Patrick? Um, came out of Gaza, which was like uh, converged style metalcore. Oh wait, like I'm sorry, I said the wrong thing. We didn't talk about cult leader. We talked about cult ritual. Um, yeah, cult leader. Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Go in on cult leader. Cult leader. It is uh, post Gaza. Gaza was like uh, converged metalcore for Zine Library kids. Uh, cult leader is more diverse in their sound uh, and is uh, low key, ve- like has a lot of fans that yes. uh, might not be the kids that listen to this podcast, but uh, are adjacent <laughs> to them and uh, are enthusiastic about this act. Tom, have you ever heard cult leader? Yes. Because we talked about yeah, them that- early on, on the podcast. I can picture the record. Yeah. Cover. The death Wish should put out, which is pretty good actually yes. for what it is. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, yo, we literally talk about burn it down more than anyone else has in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Fact. Indianapolis, Patrick likes them. I wanted to like them, split but I don't with, like them. Did yeah. a split with race trainer. Yes. yes. The guy from burn it down is now like a famous music industry guy. There we yeah. Go. Ryan Downey. Yeah. All true. Uh, eat, sleep, mate, defend is the EP. Everybody get it. You don't need anything else. Keep it moving. Uh, anything on Adrenaline? No. think they might be a newer band. Um, cool name. They cool might be name. newer. Turmoil, we talked about already. Mental. Uh, do you guys want to split the time, or do you want me to go the whole time for one minute? <laughs> Fuck. Don't like them. That's all I got to say. Keep moving. Tom. I think it was cool. Um, I pre- Like I said before, I prefer the wrong side, but I think it was cool, and they – brought back for better or worse a certain style to hardcore um that kind of people still almost kind of ape uh the reaction to the whole american nightmare early bridge nine thing um they were fun they were a good good not good they were a great bunch of guys who i love and I think their seven inches still really, really, really stand the test of time. I think Planet Mental is a very loved record, and I've actually heard bands who sound a lot like it. And I think it's a very good record that I had unreasonably high expectations for. Um, record release that awesome. record release show was incredibly like everybody was talking about that. That was like a a phenomenon. I think I, I will. I will. Like, we'll do a. We'll do an. I will do at some point some sort of an episode where I talk about that show because it was really fun. It was there was a lot going on. It was it was cool. Um, me and and the dude Joey C stayed up overnight for three nights beforehand printing all the merch for the show. So that was fun Good in Lord. his garage. <laughs> um, Crucified, coldest winter, uh, band on Double or Nothing Records. I've got nothing. Sorry. Yeah. Same. Okay. At the drive-in. 
Um, I um, go back and forth. Now the same they suck. Same way that I go back and forth on Refused. Uh, some days I think it's interesting. Other days I think it's pure trash. Um, I think there's like a two or three record um, streak um, where they were pretty fantastic when they were like going to become like the saviors of of rock. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reunion has been embarrassing, but there's... there's um, in casino, via in casino out and uh, relationship of command are all pretty great records. Orchid could not escape the records of the record store. Never did it for me uh, on any level. Chaos is me. Everyone wore a small ver- small T shirt with that on it. Yeah, that's true. Yes, page ninety nine. Yeah, I could. I like the band around them more than them. Okay. Saw them live a couple times. Never did it for me. Uh, interesting that that scene saw such a crazy flourishing years later when I would never have expected it. Sasha. I can't do it. Not for me. I actually liked Hot Cross better. Okay. Same. Um, I thought Hot Cross was like, but I mean, Sasha was like, obviously not something that like, was my go-to, but I think they were. Would it be fair to say that they were the rights of spring of this go-around? Uh, that might be that. I mean, it's not crazy. Like I feel like they set off this like before everyone else was doing it. They were kind of early on. Although Orchid was around in the nineties, so I don't. I mean, yeah, so there was. I mean, Sasha's ninety-seven. <laughs> I think there was a lot in the water at that time of this stuff, you know, like, like the funny thing is I saw Seisha at least a couple times and never on purpose. I don't mean that in a diss way, but it's just never something I particularly cared about. What would they have played that you'd have been at? Um, weird, like New Brunswick stuff. Just out of no, curiosity. Weird New Brunswick yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, then there was some weird shows at the shore, like, like you and I, like I saw you and I, I grip of times, you know what I mean? Like, the, those bands were all around, so it was sort of like, oh, this show's happening. I go, uh, sure, okay, you know. Um, so, um, trap them. Um, I think completely under, underrated in that scene. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they were a band that people talked about more than they actually came out to the shows, and that's probably unfortunate because they were certainly better than many of their contemporaries. Uh, like yeah, I think there's a couple of records in that are great. Like some of the late era stuff, um, but never, never something I'm going to. All right, shit, guys, we're almost there. Let's do this. I'm I'm not gonna put. It's two thirty right now. We're gonna do ten minutes rapid fire. Ready? Go. Allegiance. San Francisco Straight Edge. Never really liked them, but they were good live. Don't know if I've heard of them. I only know the names. Only know the names. Uh, Blue Monday. Uh, my least favorite of all the Northwest stuff. I didn't really like them at all. Played a couple Honestly, shows. In, then, my, then, yeah. in my head, it's just melodic, and I don't know anything else. Go It Alone. Uh, the best of all that stuff. Um, their first LP really stands up still now. If you like Chain of Strength, you might be able to like this band, even if you don't like melodic stuff. 
Yeah, probably like, would you call that Amazing Core or would you call that just in the same area? No, you use, you miss, use Amazing Core all the time. Um, Amazing Core is a lot more like Monolith is War. This is close, but not there. Um, much more straightforward. The, the presentation outwardly is a little different. They, they almost presented as like uh, post-youth crew. You okay? But Someone's tapping their leg. <laughs> I was like, what? No, I was playing oh. drums. Uh, but so wait, is Have Heart Amazing Core or no? Uh, yeah, because of the epic nature of it, because of how how, the, how how because of how epic everything was about it, um, not because of that it was melodic hardcore. <laughs> Who? What noise was that? <laughs> it was a ghost. No. All right. Uh, lights out. I love the Overload uh, LP, and uh, I've, t- I've had arguments recently with people who ride for the 7-inch more. That's fine. I think they what they ended up with on the LP is awesome. Uh, full yeah. transparency, this was during a time when I was in law school yeah. full-time and running a program full-time. So I only knew what was from New York and the surrounding areas and what came through sure, New York. Sure. No so worries. I got yeah. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't ever my thing, but it's worth noting that this was like a thing that people really loved for a time. Yeah, especially on the West Coast, this did really well. Um, Under Ego, no idea, never heard about this. No. Okay. No. How much, quote, how much to the axe to grind OnlyFans for a clutch or every time I die deep dive? How Um, much would it cost? I'd do either. Me too. You don't sell you don't sell yourself short, man. I'm I'm asking okay. we're getting we're getting, uh, three, we're getting generous tips here. Yeah, yeah. I got school loans. Yo, I think bro. if yeah, we got no, three hundred dollars, we'd do a deep dive just on about anything. So go for it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll include ankle picks uh with that. <laughs> Final fight. Um, part uh, of the literally the dream, like, but more localized to SoCal, had a moment where they could almost sell out Chain Reaction by themselves in that local phenom way. Wow. Okay. Uh, not my thing. Lifelong Tragedy, the band I was trying to think of that was also part of the Killing the Dream, Ruiner, uh, This is Hell, Singing Ships, that kind of world of stuff. Um, and uh, not my thing, but was really big in California. True Love. We've talked about True Love a bunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michigan did the B9 carry on AN sound. American yeah, Nightmare. Really, really yeah. hard. They were, they were quite good. Run with the Hunted. Uh, Arizona. There we go. Right. They were good. They, they kind of were like that mid 90s core. Okay. Might have sounded a little bit like you boys, whatever. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nine Shocks Terror. I'm a huge fan. Uh, paying homage and uh, Zen and the Art of Beating Your Ass are great. The EPs are all fine as well, but those two LPs, if you start there, everything else uh, is gravy. This is my blind, my Cleveland blind spot. Blind yeah. spot. Tom, some riffs, honestly. Like, like, if you're in the mood for something like rock and punk, like Poison Idea, Throw this one on yeah. and see how it suits you, especially paying homage. I think that could really hit you. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them, but like, there's so many of these bands that I'm like, the Gordon Soli motherfuckers yeah. and Bowel and all these bands, and I'm like, I, I have no idea where to Nine start. Nine Talks so is I just don't. top of the pops to me on all that stuff. Um, all right. Hounds of Hate. You guys got anything? Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, uh, 
good. Really, really good live. The LP, I think, holds up pretty well. Um, God, man, gnarly, ugly, dark punk hardcore. Yes. Very early 80s. Yes. Doug Demo. Okay, anything? Uh, probably the best of that era of that sound. Uh, yeah, agree. Um, uh, they um, uh, predated bands like Concealed Blade and a few of the other Pittsburgh san- bands of that ilk. So, uh, Primal Right. Short-lived uh, Bay Area thrashy with metal leads. Um, I kind of like the EPs and then the Rev LP didn't really do it for me. I haven't heard the Rev record, I don't think. Yeah. No, but we yeah, we list him on a very early Yeah. Um Yeah, but like yeah, the EPs were very good and the comp zone was good. It had an odd rhythm to me, but it's yeah, it's all good. Yeah, there was one part that we were like, what the fuck? But everything else was like shreddy. Yeah, true. Um yeah. New Deftones album. Either of you guys hear it? Not a chance. Yes. Not a chance for me. P- I'm a Deftones. Yeah, fan. What do you got? You like it? It's cool. It's one of these things. Like, I, 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 it's it's fine. Like, you can listen to it and be like, "This is good." But if you'd be like, "Hey, Tom, can you sing me one chorus from that record?" Not, not. A I thing. couldn't tell okay. you. No. Uh, Killing the Dream. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a lot. Um, probably the it. band of that ilk of bands that people should check out. Split Lip. Anybody? Um, kind of unavoidable in in the nineties in some ways. Yeah. Um, but I think. The three of us still manage to avoid them. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean that. You know what? Like, I really like. I wanted to like because the Chamberlain they were on the um, the uh, antimatter yeah. comp, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I really like this. And then that's pretty much the only song I know. So the Louisville dudes are definitely going to yell at us. <laughs> like yep. Matt, I can tell. Like Matt White, as soon as he hears this, he's like, this. How do you not like? I just feel like I kind of miss them a little bit. And I probably, as an old man, I would probably dig them. But as a kid, I liked that one song. That Remember that song from the Antimatter comp? Yo, um, it's, it's escaping me right now, but I, I think I do like it. Like that, that comp didn't have a ton of bad stuff, you know? Um, Can we get that repressed? Or at least, at least get it all on streaming. Jesus. On the, yes. Um, integrity, we've talked about a lot. Uh, mixed feelings, it's kayfabe, uh, but that doesn't mean it's bad by nature um literally it seems like someone could do an integrity exclusive podcast and people would listen every week uh, yeah which is wild ass uh paint it black no strong feelings dan yeman was always a good guy to me uh paint it black was not the band i wanted because i liked lifetime and i liked Kid dynamite and paint it black was not what i was hoping for just again dickhead shit my expectations were not met and i was like that's not that's not on them yeah, I mean, very important to a lot of people. Just never really kind of hit me in any way. Yeah, I, I also my my problem with this band is like super specific as well. Probably unfair. Yeah. It's just that like Yemen is clearly an intelligent guy, and he was giving us the most one hundred and one like battery level fucking politics during that band, and it just always rubbed me the wrong way. I always felt like I was being talked down to, and it was making me irritated. Mm. Yo, uh, you might have been feeling talked down to, and he might have been spe- reaching a lot of other people, you know? For sure. Which is, but that's, I mean, it's the plight, but but he's the plight of us geniuses. You're not asking man, those you know herbs. what I mean? Yeah. Um, quote I could do another lungfish episode with the Goodman. 
Oh, I mean, Sean Judy and I could talk lungfish for a long fucking time. I think we're going to just hit record know. on that and see how that goes. Yeah, please. That's gold. A lot of funny grunting um, between both of you. Uh, carry on. Um, the most important straight edge band from California since Uniform Choice. How about that? Uh, more than Unbroken? Yes. That's not to say that I'd say I, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying more important band overall. I'm saying most more important straight edge band because of no, but I'm broken with a straight I know edge. They band. Were. I'm saying that Carry On was more important as a straight edge band than Unbroken, and Unbroken was perhaps more important as a musical influence and as a hardcore band just in general. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I uh, I don't like this. Yeah. N- Love life less played. Love yeah, it. Enough. Not my thing. Um, blacklisted. Uh, big fan. Is this a bit that they're doing right now? These people? It's okay. We talk about blacklisted a lot. It's been a while. It's probably been 20 episodes since we've really talked about blacklisted. Um, yeah. I wonder. Listen. 240. F- fucking great band. Uh, bracing lyrics. Uh, and a band that never fell off, despite the fact that so, like listeners seemingly thought they did or wanted them to. But the record, as we've discussed a million times, uh, the when late people period, go, grow, people go. LP is awesome. It's awesome, it's and, awesome. and it, it, it everybody needs same thing with Bitter End. The later period stuff that maybe people weren't checking out because it was like they thought it was sundown time for these old fucks, even though these kids were literally like fucking twenty eight, not yes. old. Like <laughs> the, the, the when it was like, oh, right. still, yeah, that's 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 our like, zine, Patrick. It's sundown at twenty eight. <laughs> Yeah, like people are like, oh, put them out to pasture just because I went and uh, got like a job and uh, can't keep up with hardcore. That means that this shit's lame now. Like, yo, the the later period Bitter End record and the later period Blacklist record are fucking great. There you go. Yeah, I didn't love like those like EPs as yeah, much. Same. If we're being honest, like the Ek whatever, Ek Chatatrine, whatever. I don't even know how to say it. I like that one too, but yeah. And that, what are you, a magician? What do you, yeah. Or something? Yes. I didn't love that, but the LP was great, and I think the earlier stuff is pretty fantastic. Uh, count me out um, to my ears. Two great LPs. Hundred percent. Hundred and ten percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred and ten percent permanently. I no, but I think they're a band that was in, like took the like a band that existed during American Nightmare yep. that took some influence from yep. them. And wasn't corny. Yeah, and did their own thing with it. That's a good point. Um, Permanent certainly has feels some of those uh, pangs. Patrick, I don't think you ever gave Count Me Out uh, a real listen, correct? That's a fact. Okay. You know what, Pat? I think you actually should give it a shot. The only reason being, I feel like you will like Jason's voice with the band. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. He's not, he doesn't talk No, same. he's got a really interesting... Screams like he's in a heavy screams, band. Screams, but also has this like deep tone that anytime it gets talkier, it's still... it's still He's got such a cool tone to his voice, and, and I don't yes. think he gets credit for that. Shout out. It makes it stand out. Yeah. Um, Kid Dynamite Deep Dive. All right, I would do it. Sure. Patrick? He's got a gun to my head. Gun to his head. There we go. Um, Husker Du, flip your rig. Guys, we're really almost at the end here. Uh, no, no true um, feelings. I can't. I can't speak to who's gonna do flip your wig. 
Um, yeah, no, no true feelings. I, I, I who's going to do this is a controversial opinion among some of the old heads that listen. Uh, I think you could assemble 15 all time, great songs and you could toss the rest. Check out, Didn't yeah, we do check one? out our who's going to do uh, compilation. That's on summary. You can, or it's on summary. That's on Spotify. Uh, we it's on, you can look for it, search ax to grind. You should be able to find it. Uh, it looks like a descendant summary cover. It's, it's awesome. Shout out to Matt Molnar who helped us put together that compilation. Yeah. Um, but I agree with Pat. There's, there's too much yep. that, um, that he kind of, it's, it's a little over the place. Yeah. You could probably even come up with a double LP of like great yes. songs, but there's, but there's just spread over six, six LPs, five LPs, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, quote, let Tom go in on AF Madball lore. And then the next one was Bob go in on the wonders of underdog. Tom, if you want a second to think of a good AF Madball lore thing, I can talk about wonder underdog for 35 seconds. Okay. Sure. Um, underdogs awesome because they're New York hardcore through and through, but they had their own thing going on. And maybe unlike any other band, attempted to do some bad brains of stuff that wasn't it's not like they landed at bad brains but but they were trying um the recording on the vanishing point lp is so weird and could technically be described as bad but it gives it the record so much personality i love it uh richie's voice is awesome when we talk about into another, we talk about how great Richie's voice is, but his voice on the underdog material is just as cool and has so much personality and, uh, just, just a whole lot going on, on both the underdogs, the demos, the seven inch and the LP. Um, if you don't like underdog, that's, that's your problem. Tom, you ready to go in on some AF Madball lore? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Like, what does that it mean? You're a New York I'm not, I'm not like, you got like cool stories yeah. about anything. Yeah, I'm not going to tell anything. Nothing that out of school. Yeah. Get it. All right, so I got two good Vinny Stigma stories. Um, they, we were on tour with them in Europe, and apparently, like, he had fallen asleep and they woke, and he like woke up and looked at the radio for the time. He goes, "Holy fuck, it's eight eighty. We're late for the show." It's <laughs> a good because it was on AM. Yes, um, and then so. We had toured with them in 1998, right in Europe, yep. right. So I mean, I'd see them over off and on, but like, I, you know, like a lot of those, do, like they don't remember people or they don't, you know, like whatever. He's met fucking seven thousand people between me and you know. So I'm at an ignite show in New York, not that long ago, probably to 2015, 2012, yeah. something like that. And uh, he goes, "What? You don't say hello?" He's like, "How you been?" How's Justin and Rachel? I go, oh, man, he really does remember me. So, like, we're bullshitting or whatever. And, like, when we were on that tour, he had just had his son. Oh. So, like, during during uh, Crucified, he had a picture of his son on his on his uh, cabinet. He would pick it up and kiss it and then kneel down and, cr- like, bless himself, like, before the fucking mosh part in Crucified. So, I go, hey, man, like, how's your kid? Like, you know, like, he was a fucking two-year-old or a year-old when, yeah. you know. And I was like, does he realize, like, what he's got? Like, he's got, like, the keys to the fucking punk rock kingdom, you know? And he goes, eh, he doesn't really, uh, 
you know, he doesn't really listen to that kind of stuff. He goes, he likes that Hollywood undead, Hollywood undead, undead and uh, that DJ, that guy Skittles. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay. And he goes, matter of fact, I'm wearing his pants. And he had like, he was wearing his son's like um, UFO pants. Wow. Um, and then he just said, he slow danced w- to a bunch of Ignite songs with our friend Michelle and it was pretty fucking incredible. And like that dude is like I when I tell you this, like he's a fucking treasure. Oh, I got another good story. Yeah, Holy shit. See? You, another going in. Story. See? But I don't want to be like, and then this time they no, beat no, the shit no, out no. of someone. Nobody wants that. That's cares about that shit. Let's hear the good story. They all want that. Everybody <laughs> wants that. But I'm going to tell you a funnier story. So Whack. I'm outside. I don't, so, I don't even want to. No, no, no fight stories anymore. No, we're fight stories. Are no, dumb. You know what I'm saying? Though, no, like, but they're dumb. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah. So these are even funnier. So I'm outside. Um, we're doing black and blue bowl. I forget what year it was, but it was like us. God's hate terror. Um, token entry. Rest in pieces. Grill biscuits. Right. So like, I go to the um to black and blue. Like so, they would have a radio yeah. show every Tuesday in East Village. They play a bunch of shows. They'd have bands on, all this sort of stuff. Really fun. And it's like really tiny, tiny storefront next to this Italian restaurant on First Avenue, right? I mean, you could literally fit maybe three people in this little, and it was like open, all glass, so like everyone can see. So it used to be like fucking outside. It was like running the gauntlet of New York Hardcore. There's big fucking 50 people outside, whatever. So I woke up, and he's like, hey, Tommy, how you doing? I'm like, good. He's like, let me ask you a question. He goes, you still got that videotape of the two dogs fucking when one of them starts throwing up? <laughs> I go, what? And he goes, yeah, you and the fucked up thing. I knew what he was talking about because it was on ridiculousness. Uh-huh. But it's like these two dogs like literally having sex. And one like the bulldog stops and like like moves his head over and fucking throws up a fucking torrent of vomit. And he goes, you had it on YouTube when we were on tour. I was like. YouTube didn't exist in 1998, Vinny. He goes, eh, I think you got that tape. And I was like, no, I think Justin does. And he goes, you're probably right. <laughs> so so what did Justin do with that tape? We're not sure, right? We're not, I mean, we can't talk Sorry. about that anymore. Um, okay. Good stories. Uh, we have literally Sorry. 10 left. These are going to super fast, and then we're done, guys. Um, curl up and die. Weren't they on Rev? Yes, they were. If you like chaotic metal, metallic hardcore, metalcore, uh, you should certainly check them out. Them. Yeah, yeah. They they had some converge elements. I believe their last album was the best. Um, so check that out. Um, from Reno from or Vegas? Vegas? From Vegas. Uh, Artemis Pyle, not the band, not the singer of uh, 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 Leonard Skinner. Singer? I got nothing. Me neither. PK just left. Um, fucked up. <laughs> Uh, we talked about him a good amount. I am a super fan. Tom's largely unaware or, you know, non plus. I mean, I've checked it out. It doesn't strike sure. me as much as. I like the earlier stuff that they just sound like a regular fucking hardcore. Uh, like, did you do, you did that comp, right? The Generations yeah. comp? Like, the stuff on there, I'm like, this is cool. He's like, stop talking shit about fucked yeah, up yeah, when you're yeah. studio, right? <laughs> like, I like that. Like, that was cool. And then, like, the bigger they got and they were, like, you know, on the cover spin and stuff, I. Like it's cool, 
but I can find that well, somewhere so, else. So the, the I, I strongly encourage you to listen to the Hidden World LP and listen to it because that comes out before they hit spin or any of that shit. Um, they just chose to write a 60 minute hardcore record. Um, and I think it's got elements of the material before, but it's sort of them going, Hey, what can we do? Um, if you don't like that stuff, you can always go back to the singles collection because they have material that's very much, you know, negative approach, uh, Midwest touch and go hardcore style stuff. That's great. You know, the song police song generation, like there's, there's some great shit. Um, I, uh, I celebrate their whole catalog. Um, Patrick uh, does not fuck with fucked up, but uh, I think it's mostly imagined beef. Is that correct, PK? Yeah, there's no there's no actual beef. Yeah. Um, it, and uh, musically, I commend them for uh, chasing their muse. Uh, I think it's. I'm, I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that they've taken it too far, and now. Uh, the tension between Damien's vocals and the melodic nature of the music, which made it really interesting for a minute, even yeah. in the really hardcore days, um, is now totally incongruent in a bad way. And uh, there's people that disagree with me that think that their last record was their best, but I, I straight up, I just think that it's a, it sounds like a gimmick now to me. Okay. Um, Peace self-titled. Uh, this is a post first step band did a seven inch on react records. It's pretty good. Um, I haven't listened to it since it came out. Don't uh, Spa, Spaz Lavra Revancha LP. Um, I think it's Spaz's best work. I, yeah, I would tend to agree. Yeah. I honestly didn't know Spaz had best work. So uh, this is it. To- this is it. They, they, um, so the knock against Spaz would be that there was a lot of gimmicks and kind of silly songs, but like, yo, that's kind of what they were about. But they were also like fast hardcore. This is where they were doing all that stuff, but also put it together in a more musical way, I think. Um, the Judgment EPs, this is a Japanese hardcore band. Uh, there's one Judgment EP, I think, um, shit, what is it? Uh, don't, don't, why? Ah, oh, shit. But anyways, there's one Judgment EP I love. Um, the Japanese band was really cool. Let's see. Oh, it's, uh, yes, uh, No Reason Why and Haunt and Dark are my favorites. I like Process and Nightbrings, but, uh, and Just Be, I don't, I don't even consider it canon. Whatever. Um, I would like Pat Bob. I would like you when you have a moment to make me a Japanese hardcore. I will. I will because judgment stuff. I think you would get in on immediately. Like, like all the shit that I I like listen to death side. I'm like, Oh, 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 I think there's a lot of there's some stuff like, like the problem to me about some of the Japanese hardcore stuff is the two Titans of it. In my opinion are gauze or gauze and gizm. Gauze has some good material, but for whatever reasons, it never totally sticks with me. And when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is really good. But but I haven't found myself revisiting. And, you know, I'm sure somebody's out there yelling at their speaker and going, you're crazy. You got to revisit. I will. Thank you. Okay. We're good. Thanks. Um, Gizm is like borderline noise for noise sake to me. And I've tried really hard, but largely lost on me. Is it just because the singer is such a legend? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes and no. It also was doing something really unique. Like uh, the Gizm stuff, I think some of that stuff is super early. Like, uh, yeah, like, like, yeah. Uh, they started in 1981. 
you know? Right. So like they're like siege. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like they're doing stuff like the detestation LP comes out in eighty three. Like that's fucking yeah. crazy. So like, like without the internet, oh, without anything. How does hardcore spread? Right? I mean, exactly. Like they they got punk and like they've got discharge singles and they're like, okay, cool, we're good, we got something. Um, yes, I will yeah, make you one because I think there's a lot of stuff like bastard is. Uh, undeniable great hardcore record. Um, the the LP is seven inches, really good too, and I I really like these Judgment seven inches. Um, Drug Church, okay, I think that's a joke, but uh, there's a new Drug Church EP coming pretty soon, Patrick. Uh, very soon. I just got the uh, album art text to me during this conversation. Is it cool? Uh, it's not my favorite. It's using the uh, like uh, classic. Uh, photography uh, like listen there's going to be plenty of people who really like yeah, it it's I, probably I cool like, the answer is yeah it's cool yeah the when can cool. your co-host hear the music fuck the cover uh i wanted the cover in the same group chat th- there's uh, i uh shared what i wanted the cover to be which is uh a facebook status from a guy named zepp charles uh who, who is in a car uh probably a mazda eating little Caesars, looking at the camera and the caption says, little Caesars taste so good when you ain't got a bitch in your ear telling you it's nasty. And I That's wanted that to be the album. Title. They rejected Jesus me. Christ. I don't know why. I wonder I what the other drug church chat looked like in that minute. It was so many rolling eye <laughs> emojis. Right. Is Do we kick them out now? Now? Like what, when do we, when can <laughs> we hear the music? I was funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, Tom cares more than I do about hearing the music because you know, for me, I like the record cover and the music are very important. I'm such mm. a freak about that shit. I just want yeah, I want a fucking Google Drive sent to me just so I could check it out. That's all. He's got to he's got to run it by the <laughs> the bosses at Pure Noise. He has no selling me. All right, uh, we've got five left. How about that? Human garbage. Anything? Uh, I actually thought that, like, for uh, fast, hard stuff that, like... Um, oh, I remember. You were a I fan thought, at the time, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought that this was really, like... it's it, You know when something's like Nails where it's so aggressive that it's like, well, I gotta def- gotta defer to how aggressive this shit is. Uh, y- human, garbage, like that, yeah. human Garbage has some of that to it. So I think that it's really it's hard. hard to dislike if, if you just want to put on something that's gonna blast your fucking ears with some hatred. Uh, f- very yeah, very hard. And they did a shirt, a benefit shirt for the um the stuff that SOS Bookings does for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And it's on the back, it just says fuck fuck Donald Trump as like as a president and a businessman and a something. And if you ride with it, it's like the, the, the Tupac as a, like as a president, as a human, as a businessman, and if you ride with him, fuck you. You ride too. with him, fuck yeah. you too, or something. Yeah, it's like the Tupac diss. Yeah, so so that's a reprint of a shirt that I bought a couple of years ago and was wearing in the city and like uh, little Mexican ladies would want to take photos with me. Good for you. Um, Criminal Instinct. Another band we've talked uh, about we, a good amount. Yo, we've talked about this band so many fucking times. We all like Criminal Instinct. Good. They're faster <laughs> than you think. Uh, yeah, they could be a punk band. Yeah. Let's go. Um, Very good. Love is Red. Um, Featuring members of Sticking Chips. That's true. Roger. Yes, Roger. Roger. Um, you remember that song? That was a good uh, song. A little bit nasty. Completely unfamiliar um, with Love is Red. 
They were big in their quadrant of the South. Yeah, yeah so they were from. They were part of the the NCC uh, West, right? Midwest, Mid South yes, Conference, correct. maybe. Exactly. They were in, from Nashville. They they were the progenitors of the "Go Nashville or Go Fuck Yourself" T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, they uh, were kind of all over the place um, in terms of like. First, it was like Shai Halud ish. Yes. Then it was like American Nightmare ish. Then it was definitely Terror ish. Mm-hmm. Um, they were on um, Stillborn Records. Did a bunch of stuff. They're doing a reunion at um, at Furnace Fest if it ever does happen. But they were quite good. We played with them a ton. Really fucking sweetheart dudes. You um, do you know Bob? You might know Jeff Yancey. Lives in Richmond. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He. Yeah, he he was in a great great bunch of dudes. We played with them a bunch. Um, much love for the dudes and loves right. Uh, mind eraser. I you feel know, like I, I should like them more than I do. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of friends that that worship that like love mind eraser. Think it's the best shit. It never hit me like that. Uh, I I don't know, Bob. Maybe you could give me more insight. Was it ever? Not big, obviously, but was it ever what people wanted it to be? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I split released the uh, Cave LP. I love it. Um, uh, the second LP, Glacial Rain, is awesome too. Uh, Consciousness, Unconscious, I, I think is real. I mean, all their materials good. They they ended up doing probably more than they intended with the band. Um, uh, I think for what what they were doing at the time, it kind of was unique and it was dirgy and had mosh parts, but also was, you know, uh, super fast. It wasn't quite, you know, I guess you could call it power violence. They were often called jock violence kind of stuff, jock power violence kind of shit, which was funny because they were certainly not, not jocks. They were not jocks. Um, but they were more straightforward hardcore kids. Uh, I loved them. The best shows I saw them play, I saw them play in at one of those fucked up weekends, and it was like a bomb went off. It was crazy. Um, but but you know, I, I don't know. I, maybe people wanted them to be more than that. But honestly, some of the reactions they got were pretty nuts. Um, Has this been established as DFJ's best band? Fuck. Um, different opinions. A lot of people think that. I think I think a lot yeah. of people. Uh, but I mean, you'll get just, you probably at this point get just as many who say no tolerance and then you probably get some mental heads and then rival you probably mob. get some rival mob heads, you know, he's got a pretty good resume. Um, two left only living witness. I got almost nothing here. Love him. Oh, go in Boston. Yeah. Oh, go really? In. Uh, um, kind of. Yeah, on on uh, Century Media, their records were re-released by our buddy Jay Reason. Um, I think that was on Think Fast, whatever the label he had with Ryan from Outbreak. Yes. Um, kind of you know super heavy, like n- not hardcore by any means, um, but sort of if you like Life of Agony or Typo Negative or Twitching Tongues. Twitching Tongues got their um, band name from uh, an Only Living Witness song. So it's super heavy, kind of like 
sort of sludgy with a singer that can like fucking yeah, sing like anybody. Belting vocals. Joan has got an incredible voice. And um, the guitar player from Only Living Witness is current was in Slapshot for a long time, and I think he might still be, but he's also an agnostic front right now. Craig Silverman. Sure. All right, uh, the last one, Zabalba, and quote: "The new Zabalba album has been glossed over by everyone," which uh, might not be wrong. Yeah, you might not be wrong. Probably not wrong. Quite honestly, they haven't been able to do anything with it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. and I think that's more because the. T- I mean, no, no one is touring, and I think they definitely slowed it down even before pre-COVID. You know, a lot of those dudes were getting into like professions and stuff, so I think. It kind of slowed. They're not touring as much as they used to, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it, that's that's a fair um, kind of fair idea that it's kind of been glossed over just because they haven't been able to tour off it at all. Um, I particularly love them. I think what they do is 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 different from a lot of what's going on. Um, the artwork is always incredible. Lyrics are incredible. Are really good. It's fucking it's super heavy if you like anything if you like crowbar if you like fucking sepultura or you like you know anything heavy and it's not like dumb heavy it's fucking really well really really well done yo we just did so many bands um so we've now talked about all those we will now point at this episode as a oh you guys never talk about this man yes we did episode 140 yes, did. something or another Yes, we did. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, hope this was fun. Um, yo, uh, next week it's election day. Uh, go do your thing. Take care of each other. Look out for each other. Look out for those fucking the poll watchers. Um, yeah, and just get out there and vote if you so choose. There but you go. I hope you do. Be safe. Be good, everybody.